This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Jesse Carter. Pro Wrestling Shoot. It's about to get exciting. Pro Wrestling Shoot. How long is this going to last? Pro What's going on, everybody? This is Jesse Carter, and you are listening to the Pro Wrestling Shoot. And I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, James Pinard Jr. What's going on, dude? Hey, what's up, man? I'm ready for this podcast. You guys are going to get a great episode here. What's going on, Jesse? How are you? I'm pretty good, man. Yeah, we're going to try something different tonight. Uh, we're going to watch um, We're gonna watch King of the Ring 1996. This is where it all began for uh, Austin 316, so I'm kind of excited right now. Yeah, one of my favorite superstars of all time, or if not, my favorite. I have not watched this pay-per-view since it happened, so <laughs> I cannot remember a damn thing in this in this pay-per-view. Um, this is something that intrigued me when you brought it up to me. So, you know, hey, um, that that famous promo that Stone Cold uh, cuts at the end about Austin three sixteen says, "I just whooped your ass." We're gonna get there, and it's gonna be pretty fun, man. Oh yeah, flash from the past, and uh, let's see, it was ninety six, so it's been about a good over 20 years almost 25 25 years yeah that's crazy I, I just feel so old um yeah man i mean this is i i absolutely love old wwf and old wcw so anytime that we can do a watch along so um if you guys are listening and want to watch along with us then uh we will give a countdown once we start but as of that man i mean before we start that event, just how, how's your week been going, James? It's been going good. You know, just had, uh, what, what was the past uh, Halloween, you know, hung out with some people, of course, um, drank some, you know, played some beer pong, but pretty much chilled for the weekend. And uh, it's starting to get cold here in California, so I'm enjoying it. How, how did What's your cold? weekend go? What's cold? Hey, for us, it's a little normal. How cold is it there? Right now, uh, you know what? I don't know. I know it's obviously different where you're at. Here, we don't expect it. It's rare as hell. It's usually where I'm at, how, usually in the hundreds for weather. How, how cold well, does it get for you? What's the coldest day in your winter? Maybe the lowest I've seen is maybe 40s, and that's rare. Maybe 40. Once. That's that's our once. highs, bro. <laughs> that's once. a high for us. Right now, actually, we're going through a weird. Uh, so we we we've been having some weird weather lately. I I don't know what's going on, but um, it, it's been really cold the last couple of weeks, and then today, all of a sudden, we get seventy five degree weather, <laughs> and then tomorrow it's oh. back down to the forties and fifties. Oh, I know we've had that already, where it would be like a hundred, and then the next day sixty four for the for the day, and then all of a sudden drops right back to the hundreds, and I'm like, what the hell is this? But uh, we're expecting some rain soon, so 
hey, I'm taking it. I want rain. We haven't had that shit in since maybe May or February. Yeah, tomorrow is going to be raining, and um, I do believe Friday will be raining for us as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm all away. for it, but I work outside, so when it's raining, it kind of sucks. I, I I'll take rain over wind though, because we get some pretty bad wind storms, and then that sucks to work out in. Yeah, I'll take cloudy weather. I mean, we've already had too, too many damn fires, so I'm over that. I just want rain. We need it here in California. Well, um. Just a disclosure, I mean, uh, I haven't told you this yet, but January 9th, of course, is my birthday, and mm-hmm. I think Here's I'm going to Vegas. News. Oh, shit, going to Vegas. Yeah, dude, going you should be me out there. We'll you see. You should meet me I out mean, there, January 9th. It's a, it's a weekend, fool. Bring your girl. We'll see. We'll have a great Cause time because I, you know, I don't think it, that I don't think that uh, double or nothing is going to be live. So um, if that's the case, I'm just going to go ahead and get my refund for my double or nothing ticket that I bought last year. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because my girl wants to go to Vegas too, and her birthday's in in January. Uh, what day? Uh, the twenty second. Twenty second of January. Yeah. Well, Mine's fuck, man. Let's go to Vegas. We'll have to see. I know. I'll have to see what her schedule and mine. I mean, I should be open. Yeah, her. I still, I still got all Let's them see. hotel points. You know what I'm saying? Hey, got to use it. them up. Hey, I'll take them, especially with all the discounts in Vegas with everything. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see uh, what's going on after all this poopy that we're dealing with now. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, dude. Let's uh. Let's fire up this show, man. Uh, if you guys are listening, go ahead and get on the WWE Network. This is the first time that we've done a watch along on this show. Um, and for as long as it is, and right now it's pretty late for both of us. So this is kind of out of the ordinary that we record at this time of night. But sometimes uh, you just got to improvise, you know. Oh, yeah. And if you're going to watch this along with us, make sure to get some beverages, alcohol, whatever, the munchies. You're gonna. You might need it because I don't even know what we're in store for uh, for this for this card, man. I don't even remember what happens. So let's fire yeah. it up, man. If you guys got it on there, make sure that you go to the WWE Network and then you skip the ad first and then press pause for this countdown. So we're gonna start it up in three, two, one, play. World Wrestling Federation. So I just got screwed over. Oh, uh, what botch did you do now? <laughs> they started me at an ad. Where are you at? Go ahead and press <laughs> pause. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Skip the ad. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm on Jerry Lawers. I'm on Jerry Lawers scared ass face. <laughs> What's your time? What's your time? Uh, 25 seconds. Pretty much Jerry Lawler with his bug ass eyes looking at uh. Uh, the warrior, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Hell, I don't even remember him fighting the Ultimate Warrior. If that's the case, huh? Okay, you're on twenty-five seconds. Yep. All right, Jerry Lawler's busting the the picture over Warrior. Uh, I just see Jerry Lawler's face. That's all I see. Like a. All I'm right, go ahead and press play. All right. 
Oh yeah, I see the busted. Oh yeah. I don't even yeah, remember Warrior, them having a feud. Off with the promo, Warrior versus the King. Oh, look at that, Mark Marrow. Man. Wow. One, two, three, K. Oh, wow. There he is, Steve Back when Austin. Stone Cold used to jump off the top rope there. Yep, That's there nice. goes Vader and uh, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. Still going to this day, by the way. Wow, this is back when The Undertaker dressed in the purple. Oh, yeah. oh is that Matt? Oh, Mankind and The Taker. And let me just say, that was my favorite character of uh, Foley, was Mankind. I'm, I'm actually really excited for this match. I, I completely forgot um, that the that Mankind... Jeez, did I just see Billy Gunn? You did. The Guns <laughs> oh, versus the Godwins tonight. Oh, Good Lord. jeez. Yeah, we're really oh, back in 96. Oh. What what is going on here? What the hell is that? Gold dust? That was gold dust. Oh, given TPR to Ahmed Johnson. Oh yeah, Ahmed Johnson. WWF Intercontinental Title, and this is what it's all Jeez. about, ladies and gentlemen. The World Heavyweight Title: Shawn Michaels versus the British Bulldog. Oh my goodness, what! I can't wait to watch this match. And I think Mister Perfect is the enforcer. By the way, God, I, I miss I miss the '90s, man. It was so man, fun watching wrestling back then. Man, even this intro to the pay per view, I've never seen it like this in a long ass time. They would show the promo, and then it's WWF title match, WWF Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, the man ha- has times changed definitely for the the vignettes. I mean, the vignettes now are just so. Uh, so good, right? There is the man. Yeah. The man. There he is. Owen Hart walking man, down with the, the slam, man. Classic. Vince McMahon. Oh, what we got to track last... this. <laughs> Jim Ross. What are you doing, Jim? <laughs> I want to give you my expertise. Come on, let's get on with the show. Commentary. Here we go. Anything can happen. God damn it. I'm not a nugget. <laughs> Man. Vince McMahon on commentary. How great was that? Oh, I know. And then JR on the, you know, wearing the whole no cowboy hat pretty much. Look at this. We're starting off with, we're starting off strong. Yes, sir. Stone yes, Cold sir. Steve Austin in the opening match at King of the Ring. Oh, look at this. The Million Dollar Dream. Oh, here we go. Three weeks ago. Bob Sparkplug Holly. Haven't heard oh that gosh. name in a while. Bob Holly with long hair. Good Lord. Stone. Look at that terrible at stunner that. that he used to do. On Savio Vega. <laughs> Dude, Savio Vega was the man back in the day. Do you remember oh, how awesome he was to watch? I, I do. I do. Man, what man, this this brings back memories. You started watching wrestling way after this. Oh, I did know. you ever I, go back and watch any of this shit? I watched some of the, like the maybe the mid nineties stuff. Um, yeah, because I got into it around like oh f- I want to say oh three or oh four when But did you ever go back and watch this event? Like did you see this event in general or have you ever or is this your probably, first time actually watching this? No, I've seen it probably like maybe highlights here and there. And maybe I think I've seen the last match with Steve. Oh, and, uh, oh, hold on. Jake. Stop the press. Oh, well. 
Stop the press. Look who is coming out with Mark Merrow right now. <laughs> Man. How over was Sable back in the 90s? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Talk about a pop. Look uh, at that Kirk and Rana from the, from the, from the top rope, man. Dude, Mark Merrow was jacked. Yeah, he was jacked. There it is. There's the little pin. Did we, do you remember, oh, wow. like, it, Mark Merrill was, was, they were trying to push this guy so much. They absolutely loved Mark Merrill. And his, because he came out with Sable, I think it just fucked everything up. <laughs> yeah, it's Sable. It sailed the other way. Yeah, I don't up. think that was the original idea. I wouldn't doubt it. Man, Owen Hart on commentary with his slammy. <laughs> and a broken hand. What I, I can't remember what happened to his hand. I'm not even sure, to be honest. Wild. God, man. I miss Owen Hart, dude. What a what an absolute oh, legend. Man. Rest in peace. Look at this. Mark Merrill shooting on Stone. How great does Stone Cold even, look in this? Man, even this uh ring setup, red, white, and blue. They had like the king crown on top of the above the ring. I miss the red, red, white, and blue ropes, man. I think they should bring that back. I remember they brought it back for like Great American Bash, but should bring it back for something else, man. That was that probably will just, after this, uh, all this it, poopy's done. Honestly, I'm surprised NXT hasn't done a King of the Ring sequence or even the hell, even the women's division. I'm surprised they have never done Queen. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I know Queen there was the a ring, rumor. I'm, I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, I do recall there was like a rumor. Of like Queen of the Ring was gonna happen instead of uh, uh, what was the one that Evolution? Oh yeah, and even back in the Look day, the lock hold right here. Even the guardrails in the crowd, it was compared to now, it's just straight up barricades. Wonder how much the Sable's were just taking the, the attention off this match. Well, you can see these guys in the front row. They ain't even watching that wrestling match. Look at look at how fast Mark Merrill was, man. And here's Steve with his. What's your favorite Mark Merrill match? You know, it's been a while. Honestly, I'm probably going to put this one because just because Steve. <laughs> I honestly, I don't recall the last time. Oh, that was a nice, that was a very nice move. I think I remember him in the Attitude Era when he was doing the boxing gimmick. Oh, um, I think that he, I think he had a good match with D'Lo Brown, if I do recall, on Raw. It's probably the best that I got. <laughs> I would say just because, yeah, this is probably my favorite match because I haven't watched his ass in years. Look at that flying uh, head scissors. Honestly, yeah, he's more buff than I remember. I don't remember him being, being that buff back in the day, maybe. Once he started the boxing gimmick, um, which is probably what you're more familiar with seeing, um, 
he didn't really look like this. He he still uh, looks great, but yeah. he just you know he covered up most of his body, so that probably took a lot of attention off of him. Hip toss by Steve. Uh, there's a couple of them right all, there. And a couple, yeah, here comes the arm drag. Steve Austin without knee braces on. I don't think I could ever get used to that. What ring music did he come out to? Well, he wasn't coming out to the Shattered Glass, was he at the time? I don't believe he was. No. It was I know it had to be some other ring music. I just don't recall. Came out to the ringmaster music, I do believe still. That he was still was... using the ringmaster music. Okay. Which was god awful. Just image if Steve had the if he had his hair still and he never shaved it, would the gimmick have gone over if it was just changed over to, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin with the long hair. I wonder if it would have went over. Oh, that Luthez press went a little too far. Yep. Had to improvise after that. Yep. Oh, oh, there's the head shake. There it is. Steve Austin puts his hands up in the air and does his damn thing. Look at Steve Austin. Look at how fast. Look at that backdrop. Man, oh, man, he went up. He flew. Austin sold it big there. He's saying timeout. Timeout. <laughs> Man, that's just uh This is just classic. Look at look at the the difference in the crowd lighting that we would have today, you know. Normally they're lit up in red or blue or even darkened out, but right here the lights just shining all over this crowd. How many how do you think's in uh, capacity for this? You know, I was going to ask earlier, when was the last time they had a pay-per-view in Milwaukee? Is that where this is? Yeah, it said uh, somewhere in Milwaukee. I apologize to my uh, to our Milwaukee viewers, but I don't recall where this was. <laughs> um, I apologize to the Milwaukee viewers, but our listeners, but um, you're being, you're being where the fuck is Milwaukee? Nobody goes to Milwaukee. All the old test of strength here. This yep. is classic. Yep. Oh, shaking the head again. I wonder if Vince is sitting at the side just, that's such good shit. Oh, make him beg, Austin. Make him beg. Damn it. Kick to the gut. Kick to the gut. There's a comeback. Yep. There's two. Headlock. Yo, Mark Merrill was fast as hell. See him running those ropes? Yep, and all the typical manager thing trying to go aid the aid your superstar. Oh damn it. Did I just get it? Oh uh, there's a box. Look at, look at that's the famous fan. Look at look at that bowl cut. Do you remember all the scenes that they had that fan Hold in there on. right there? Timeout, my shit just gave me an error. What gave you an error? It just gave me an error, said sorry. Something went wrong. God damn it, Vince McMahon. He 
he knows we're recording a podcast. All right, I'll pause it right now. We're going to pause it, guys, at uh, 12.28 on the clock. Yeah. Oh, we're waiting for this jabroni to get his shit back up and running. Um, yeah, man, oh, Vegas. Oh, there we go. There we go. 1201. All right, we're, we're back on track. Go to 12 go to 1228. 1228. All right. Oh damn, Steve. We skipped to, ahead. Steve's Oh yeah, Steve is exposing the damn floor. We're making this 2 this, hour and 50 minute podcast bulk, go a lot longer. You just longer. see this bull bullhead kid over here. <laughs> Dude, that bull cut is like the bull cut of bull cuts. Literally. And I'm not ashamed. I had a bowl cut when I was younger. I was just about to ask you that. How you know what? What age were you when you got your bowl cut? Because I know I've had one. We've all been there. <sighs> Honestly, it was much younger. Maybe like seven or eight, probably. All right, twelve twenty-eight. Twelve twenty-eight and three, two, one, play. Stone Cold doing his thing. He's about to go pick up Mark Merrow and you know, suplex by Austin. Yep. That was a, damn, that was a nice suplex. Oh, yeah, very nice. Honestly, this is, this is, wrestling this was just is not a bad simple. match. This is not a bad match. Obviously, it's not the typical, uh, you know. Look at, they're selling the shit out of this. I mean, this is back when they had emotion in wrestling. You know what I mean? You don't see this kind of shit anymore. You either have to be doing like 20 high spots in a match or the crowd's not going to pop. But oh, yeah. this crowd seems to be enjoying it's, it's, this. It's a very good match, I'm, you know. Oh, the ref just jumped over Mark Merrill. <laughs> Straight up. That was a good hop. Pop for the referee. Man, that ref got Those a gut. Elbows. Man, if that's me, that ref got a gut. Hey, I don't know man. about compared to now, but. What the hell is the matter with you? What's wrong with the gut? I just don't see that. Usually see the typical, you know. Fair-weighted refs. Now you see nowadays, none of them Vince are really. Man on the outside, like God, damn it, he's got to lose some fucking weight. This is terrible. Fired. And there was Ooh. a there was a chair in the back. Was there a chair planted right up there? There was a the King of the Ring chair in the back, all the way in the. Oh, I thought you were it. talking about on the, the corner no, no, of the no. turnbuckle. So no, I didn't no, see no. that. Man, look at these corner. Look at these turnbuckle oh, bumps those, that yeah, arrow's taking. Those Irish whips. This table just pleading for him right now. Look at this. Oh, I thought he was going yeah. for oh, punk-ass stunners that he used to do. Was... No, he's going. No, now he's going on the top. I always loved when Austin did that. It's so simple of a move, but I, I, as soon as I seen Austin get on that second rope to go for his patent uh, elbow drop, I always got excited for that. Times are my oh oh, can't oh. lift his ass up over his head. Oh yeah, you see him Damn. struggling a little. That was a little rough. Oh, you got him. Now we're witnessing uh, history right here, of course, with Steve. Kind of a. Kind of events did you watch from back in 1996? Did you ever go back and watch any wrestling from back then? Oh man, you know what? I was a big fan of the Royal Rumbles back in the day. I was a very big fan of the Royal Rumbles, and I think a couple of the Survivor Series. Did you ever or, go and watch uh, the old Royal Rumbles? I watched a couple here and there. 
Oh, fuck, dude. You got to go and watch those old ones. Oh, I know. Boy, what, how, how far back did you go? Honestly, I was probably just sticking with the 90s. I know there's some back in the 80s, but I don't know. The 90s was very, very chill with me. I, you I don't didn't know. see 89? I probably haven't. I probably haven't. It... Oh, dude. What was your favorite Royal Rumble? Oh, man. Hmm. You know, there was so many. Um... There was actually pretty decent ones back in the 90s. But um, I would say the Rumble. I don't know. I wouldn't. I'd have to go look into the Rumbles again. Man, I, th- I think that mine what? comes down to. Um, I really loved 1998 when Stone Cold won it. Um, for the first time. That was 98, right? I, th- I think so. Yeah, 98. Um, I really enjoyed 1999 when Vince McMahon won it. Let me just double check. I was going to say that one, the one that Vince won. 98 was... Uh... Oh, okay. 97 and 98 is when Steve won back-to-back. Okay, so it's 97. And was then, The first one that Steve Austin won was the one that I really enjoyed. And then 99 was Vince. 99 was Vince, yeah. Steve Austin won it in 98 again. But um, the one that really pops into mind for me, I don't know why, but it's probably because I've watched it several times as a kid, and that's Royal Rumble 1991. Hulk Hogan won that shit. 92 was good, too, and that's where Ric Flair upset the world and won that shit. That, that was uh, that when was the title when, was on the line for that one. Yeah, that was when title was on the line. Um, I want to say the one, uh, one is, was it 95? Was it 95, the one that Sean won? I believe it was 95, the one Sean won yes. at the, where they reviewed it and said his only one foot top. That was when him and, uh, him and Davey Boy, right? They yeah, both went out. It, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, see, that one was good, too, just because like it hadn't been done before. Now they've done it a couple of times. I think, I think one of them was by mistake, and that's the one Vince McMahon came out and tore both That was – yeah, that was – that was Cena and, Tista and Batista. God damn it. You guys fucked this all up. He, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then he came out and like messed himself up. And I think he was more mad at himself for getting mad. God damn it. Just restart the match. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Somebody pick me up. God damn it. Oh, man. I can never get tired of making fun of Vince McMahon. And and if I'm not mistaken, I think Austin has the most Rumble wins, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe he's tied with somebody, but I believe he has three or four. Fuck, it'll be Roman Reigns before it's all over. Wouldn't doubt it. Honestly, you know, another one that came in mind for me, and it was back in the day with me and my boy were huge in wrestling. I don't know. He's not into it no more. But uh, 2006, when Mysterio won it, we popped big time when Mysterio won it. Oh, me too. I actually really liked that Royal Rumble. I completely forgot about that one. That was a great I, one. I remember, and then he went to WrestleMania and, and won the title. It was, yeah, uh, that was good. Over Kurt, Kurt and Orton. 2006, dude. That was at like the peak of wrestling for me, man. Like I absolutely loved the Ruthless Aggression era. I don't – something about it, man, that is just – 
Man, that was my favorite era in wrestling. Like everybody talks about the attitude era. For me, it's ruthless aggression all day, man. That's when I got into it. So, uh, well, you got it. into it in the in the best era. It, I mean, as a kid, yeah. when I was watching the Attitude Era, the shit was gold. But like, if you go back and watch it now, I mean, um, it doesn't give the same feelings. I mean, no. I, I still get the same feelings like when I watch like the DX promos or. Stone Cold Steve Austin doing his thing. Bret Hart promos were excellent, dude. Absolutely love the gimmicks with the um with the the Hart family and Degeneration X. Loved that, dude. The Nation yeah. of Domination, I loved. Oh, look, look at this. Stone Cold is busted open. Oh yeah, and have you noticed? Uh, Mark Merrill is bleeding too on the on his right on his right thigh. There's like a. This is blood. the first match. You know what? I be- I believe I looked. Yeah, I looked at the match card, and I think this was the longest match on the card. Well, I hope so, because this is going the fucking forever. Oh, I mean, it's great. This is a great, ad- this is a great match, dude. Stone Cold just did. Cold that just did this tope. Yeah, I think or was that, that Mark? Was uh, no, I think that was Mark. Okay, I'm t- yeah, turned that, away for a second. Yeah, no, that was Mars. There's no way. Yeah, if it was Steve, there's no way. I'm gonna say I've never seen Stone Cold do oh, a tope suicide. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in WCW or oh. ECW, but here's a nice drop kick followed by a pin. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you give us the 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 old commentary from uh, good old Excalibur in AEW? Why don't you say it just like him? Tope suicida. That was that was awful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wonder how JR feels when he has to hear this shit all the time. Same moves being called every night. Who knows? Tope Suicida, Canadian Destroyer. And here comes uh, I mean, here, oh, oh, here. Oh, wow. That was, nice. that was nice. And Austin is laid out. Here comes Mark for the Did pin. Did you see that bump that Austin took, man? He's a lot better than he gives himself credit sure, for. You remember, what? like, did he just kick out instantly? Not even a pin. Just fucking no sold him. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no, no. no oh, I was no. gonna. Here comes the uh, oh. oh, I remember Stone Cold saying like he he straight no sold his his move set. He was saying that like he didn't do much in the ring and and. I have to beg the differ, man. If you go back and if you guys are not watching this with us, if you go back to uh, King of the Ring 1990, there it is. There's the stunner. Up oh, there, it's all there over. it is. Yep, it's all over. And One, there it is. Stone two, Cold Steve Austin's first victory. Yeah, and you see Mark Merrill grabbing his throat. <laughs> Sold it, man. Sold it. Nice. I don't know. Besides, yeah, Steve it, and this, this was a this was a banger of a match, man. That, if you guys go back. Now. Oh, it was excellent. What a, what an excellent match. Like oh, yeah. we're yeah, a- 30 minutes into this podcast. I don't think we're 30 minutes into the pay-per-view, but we are 22 minutes into the pay-per-view. Yeah. And good uh, very good. Opener. Wow. We get that. Look at that. That classic screenshot right there of Stone Cold Steve Austin looking at the camera with his mouth bleeding. Yo, that was a banger of a match, man. Yeah. I mean, if you guys if you guys aren't watching this with us. Um, I definitely recommend if you're not going to watch the full pay-per-view, go back and watch this opener match, man. What a, what a banger of a match, dude. Mark Merrill versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I never would have thought that in a million years. And, um, yeah, 
This was my favorite Mark Merrill match. <laughs> yeah, that was a good match. Besides Steve selling or not fucking no sold in that uh, Eric Arana. Damn. Wait, so that's the only King of the Ring bracket right there? I believe. I believe they did it on Raw, and they maybe did it to go to the pay per view. I'm assuming that's what they did. I know it's not like the ones with uh, like 2002 when they had like what was it eight superstars or ten. I don't know if they Damn. did. Damn. I'm not even sure. Here comes Jake the Snake. Well, let's track this. I was blind, but now I see. I was deaf, and now I can hear. You know, I was, my soul was purchased by the blood of the Lamb. But so, how can I lose if I just go out there and know the power above is reaching down and lifting me up? Yes, 450 pounds is nothing you want to play with. And I don't plan on playing, but I'll tell you something. If I was going to rob a bank, I wouldn't walk in the front door. I'd sneak up from behind. It's time to get serious. If I can get by Vader, I know I got stone cold. Lord help me. I'm going to do it. Best of luck, Jake. Back to you, Vince and JR. Oh, yeah. Man. What in the hell was he talking to? You know, I don't even know what the hell he was talking about, but you know what? Jake the Snake Roberts and his oh. promo cutting. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> oh, Mr. Cornette. Yeah. You son of a bitch. God damn it. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Ahmed Ahmed Johnson, Johnson left Invader. Dude, he was a incredible wrestler. He, he was... I think I remember Jr. saying something about him. Uh, he was scheduled to be in the big time. Like they wanted to push him as the champion. And he sure as hell hated Shawn Michaels. That I know. Did he? Yeah, I'm not you aware. Know, of that. Well, a lot of people hated Shawn. I mean, a lot of people hated Shawn back in the day. He was a like Triple H would say he was a dick. You ever, uh, you ever hear the stories about Vader's? Uh, Stinky ass ring gear. I actually have not. Do I even want to hear about his uh, stinky ass gear? Well, um, so it's been said that um, Shawn Michaels got in the ring with him a couple of times. And uh, he refused to work with him again until he washed his shit. Because apparently Vader would travel with uh his gear and he would never wash it by the way no disrespect to vader rest in peace no but that's fucking nasty but honestly if you're gonna be a wrestler i mean you got drenching all over ddt to triple h Look at Hunter Hearst Helmsley, a young hunter. Who would have known back then that he would be running a you, you look part at, of the company today? Look at there's Bradshaw. Yeah. Oh jeez, man. Just what yeah, I mean, you wouldn't expect these guys. I mean, you wouldn't expect these guys to be big ass superstars. Steve, you know, Triple H. Sean when he was with Marty Gennetti, and then they broke him up eventually. Marty Gennetti was such an underrated wrestler. I can't believe they didn't find anything to do with him. I mean, yeah, now he's a fucking whack job, but I mean, for his in-ring skill, like that dude was super underrated. You know, I see Jake the Snake, obviously. Uh, what was the snake's name? I don't really recall, but I don't know Damien. if they'll ever bring a Damien. I don't know if they'll 
ever bring another superstar will bring like some sort of animal to their ring. I really don't think they'll allow it. Do you think Jake the Snake should have been heavyweight champion at some point? I would say he should have at least one reign. I mean, there's a bunch of superstars that should have had one reign. Roddy Piper should have had one. So yeah, but here's the thing, dude. Is some superstars like we've discussed earlier, um, not on this podcast, but if you go back in the archives, you can find where we've discussed it. But not all superstars need the title. I mean, Jake the Snake was one of those guys. Roddy Piper was definitely one of those guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad he got it in WCW. I was really happy to see him as world champion in WCW. But um, here, I mean, I think the title really meant anything. It, I think it made Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Sometimes, you know, people like Randy Savage. But I think once The Undertaker won it, and, uh, you know, the listeners at home, don't uh, bury me for saying this, but I was not happy when the Undertaker won the title the first time. I was not an Undertaker fan until, um, you know, around this time, 96. It's about the time that I started liking the Undertaker, right, right when it was uh, rivalries with Mankind. Yeah, I want to say him and uh, Taker and Mankind, they, they elevated the storyline seed. That's for damn sure. I loved the mat that casket match that he had with Yokozuna. That was a good one. Oh yeah. So that I think rest, that one was before this. That that man, was that was way before this. And rest in peace to another superstar, Yokozuna. It's so sad that all these wrestlers. I mean, not everybody on this card is around, but man, they were they were legendary, and this brings back memories. I can't believe Jake the Snake was still a thing in '96. Yeah, because what year did he retire? Or not retired, just ended up leaving. I think he was gone right after this. I don't remember seeing him after this. Uh, I'd have to double check that. but And he's still going to this day, obviously not wrestling, but still going to this damn day with his great promo work. You know that Jake the Snake was originally planned to be the world champion at one point? I don't know. I, I think I could have seen it at least one title reign. I don't know. He could have done some stuff with Damien or Damien, however snakes, however many snakes he went through. Cause I know he had, I believe multiple, well, multiple of them uh, passed away. Man, I sure do miss uh big old Vader. I didn't really like his stuff in WW, uh, WWF at the time. Um, I, I, I was more into him in WCW. You got to enjoy. It's Vader time. Yeah, I'm good. I just don't think that. uh, I don't think they really did anything major with him. I know you had like a couple of title matches. That's about it. Oh, look at that. DDTR. Oh, oh, the ref is out. Oh, the ref. Yep. Oh, that's a dis- what is that? A disqualification? I think he so. For the bell? What's going on? Is here? he saying? Let's I, I, I'm, let's see what happens. What wait, just happened? He, so wait. that's how they ended their first match? So, was... I don't... Okay, so... 
He's just like that. Huh? Supposedly he grabbed the referee, but he was able to do the DDT. So I was expecting a pin, and here comes the ref up, and here comes Cornette. <laughs> Fucking Cornette, dude. You know, as much as the, of a dick he was, he was, I don't know I why. never got the whole tennis racket thing. <laughs> yeah. I never I'm, understood that. I remember so as a kid, like, why is he carrying around a tennis racket? Honestly, I for, for one second thought it was like a cooking pot. I didn't realize I didn't even, it was a- So I didn't. Like, I didn't watch Vader in WCW until, you know, I got a little older and went back and found the videos and stuff. Like, I used to rent VHS tapes of old WCW. And um, I didn't know who the hell Jim Cornette was until he showed up in the WWF. Like, because I didn't really watch old, old WCW. The only time I watched old WCW was back when I learned about Sting. And Ric Flair. So, like, those are the two that I basically walked, like, went back and watched just to to learn something about. And uh, Ron Simmons. And, you know what I mean? Like, there was a few that I went back and watched. But um, Jim Cornette was not one of them. Yeah. No. Look at it. I just saw. I just saw. Uh... So, now what? Jake the Snake's in the finals. Yeah. With Stone Cold, I don't know. It was a, it was an odd finish because you had him still do the DDT, and then they did that. I don't know if maybe it was a botch where Vader wasn't supposed to take the DDT, and I think this was a way of pro- protecting Vader because he's so big. It could have been. It could have been. So, you know, politics back then, and the look at look at this. Okay, so let's see. Here's the replay. oh, that was it. A- oh. oh, he pushed the ref, but. That was the weakest push ever. That fool didn't even touch the reverend. He literally, <laughs> literally, literally, Jake the Snake just was about to do the DDT, and here comes Vader with his right arm just pushing the ref in the backside. And I'm thinking, well, why did the ref have his back turned? The jesters. Man. You know, I know they always have plants. Um, you never you never know what you have until it's gone, you know what I mean? Because I, re- I really miss the King of the Ring pay-per-views. Now they're all done on Monday Night Raw, and it's just oh, exclusive hello. Coliseum video. <laughs> God, How the hell did he go from that and then you go to the banjo work? Oh, shit. We got the Godwins coming out. Oh, yeah. Godwins. Talk about a tag team that never amounted to anything. Is that Hillbilly Jim, if I'm not mistaken? Did you ever pop during a Godwins match? Holy shit, it is Hillbilly Jim. Honestly, I only noticed Hillbilly Jim just because of the Here Comes the Pain game. When I first bought that, I was like, who the hell is this guy? I didn't know who the hell he was. Look, oh, look, look who it tiny. is. Oh, what the hell is going look on here? <laughs> you know she signed up for that. Damn guns. You know, damn billy goats in the ring. That fool. Oh, <laughs> he trying to stay. <laughs> Did he, did he trip? 
I believe so. He was trying to get on the on the ringside apron and slipped. That goat is wagging his tail. So, so we just had snake. These train goat. They're doing the Cotton Eye Joe in the ring right now. So we just had we just had Damien, and now we're having two Billy Goats. Uh, wonder why. No wonder why the WWF took their damn name with them. That's what happened. World Wildlife Federation. Hang on a second. What in the hell is that? Is that Candido? forgot how terrible it was to listen to some of these women speak on a promo back in the day. The prom- Some of the promo work wasn't great that back then. At least for some. You know, you know, I know watching Billy Gunn back when I was younger, I never realized how big this dude was until I met him in person. Like, that dude is a giant. The gun club. I know I've said this before, but like... Do you? Th- I can't believe that we never got like a Bart Gun run on something like a singles run for him. Besides that brawl for it all, that really screwed him up. Oh, jeez! You know that's an oh man. Imagine they brought back brawl for actually Vince was actually gonna bring bring back a brawl for all. Actually, if you knew, yeah, they opted out for that raw underground crap. Yep, the smoking guns. Which I I heard is no longer on Raw. I didn't see it last week when I watched it. Honestly, I don't even know. I know it was like Shane's. Shane's. Well, when I saw Raw Underground for the first time, I was like, "Is this this is the way of like?" Good Lord, Shane convincing Vince. Hey, because at one point Shane, if you knew, was gonna want to buy the UFC. I don't know if you recall that there was a rumor he was gonna buy out the UFC and Dana White. And I guess no, I've never. Was, yeah, there was a rumor when he was gone from the WWF. That's what he was doing. Something with martial arts. I think somewhere got involved, and I know he had a talk with Dana White and said he wanted to buy him out. I believe. You know, but we and, might. Uh, you know, we might actually have a UFC fighter come on the show. I forgot. I I didn't tell you that, did breaking I? Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, who we got coming from the? Who we got? I can't say just yet, but we're in the works on something. Coming soon. We're in the works on a little ditty, you know. 
Oh, here we Billy go. Gunn's we got, got a... the microphone again. Here we go. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the working on in a, another couple of interviews. Interviews are slowing down a bit, but um, I really haven't been pursuing anybody. There hasn't been anybody under my radar that I really want to catch. Um, I'm kind of just happy reviewing some uh, old wrestling. Honestly, it brings the vibes, you know. Just seeing this stuff. Yeah, I know a lot of people like uh, the review shows, though. I know this 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 episode's not going to release until uh, a week after, but um, this week I'm actually going to be in the AEW uh, media press interview with Cody Rhodes tomorrow. Have you figured out the uh, question to ask? Besides the one Chris keeps throwing out there. (laughs) That guy, man. That was the funniest goddamn thing that I heard. Like, that shit had me crying. I'm not going to repeat it here on the show, but (laughs) shit was great. Um, You know, I've got a few questions. I've I've gotten a few messages. Uh, I posted it up on the social media. Anybody, you know wants to ask a good question obviously the question has to pertain to aew full gear and uh and or cody's match with darby allen so um there's a couple that i'm gonna pick from i'm gonna let let the fan base pick so i just got them kind of in the queue because once i get in the meeting the hell, the hell is yeah what what is this i'm assuming is that chris Mark- jericho did he show up in the wwf early look at those tattoos it looks like chris jericho crop top <laughs> who the hell is that i don't even okay i see tattoos but i still don't know who the hell that is What the hell am I watching? <laughs> I don't know what this. I don't even remember that. Hmm. Well, that was interesting. You know, I noticed earlier when the rest was coming to the entrance, they have two people open the door, and I, you know, how WWE does those plants in there. Of like any wrestlers, um, yeah, doing like big. I wonder who that was. I don't know if those were noticeable people. The two guys opening the, the King of the Ring doors. Yeah, they're usually developmental talent. So, but I don't uh, know if they were doing this back in the day. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were actually. You're correct. I think they were still doing that. Okay. Yeah, because I know. I know the one just pops in my head. Is CM See back Punk. then. Even if they weren't um, developmental talents, um, what they would do is is whatever wrestler can get a job at WWE. Did he just tap? WWF. I thought I just saw the man tap. I, it looked like a tap to me. I know that's not what they were going for. If he was, or if... I didn't see it. Hmm. So anyway, yeah. If, if back in the day, like anybody 
if if you can get a job at WWE doing if they didn't care what they had to do, they would sell popcorn in the audience. Like they would show up just to kind of get their name involved. Cause you know, you gotta remember this was the the Mecca. The Mecca of professional wrestling. If you can make it in the WWF, then be sure to get TV time. time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's how it was. Now, I mean, you got independent wrestlers that don't even care if they ever see the WWF or, I mean, sorry, WWE. Um. So yeah, that's uh, where we're at now. We got AEW, Impact, ROH, MLW. New Japan. New Japan Pro Wrestling, which a lot of wrestlers prefer to go to Japan. They got a CMLL, AAA. So there's there's lots of options out there for professional wrestlers nowadays, which there wasn't before. No, there was Lucha Underground, well, but of course that went under. Back then, uh, you didn't get paid very much for indie bookings. I mean, I don't think that you're, they're still getting paid very much now, but I've heard of some wrestlers that are making more on independent bookings than they would in the WWE, so that's quite impressive. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, obviously, like, Hulk Hogan and them had to go to, like, the smaller circuits, you know, before they got into Man. The- before that, imagine seeing Hulk Hogan on the Indies, like back in his. Prime. You know what? It's funny you bring that up because my dad actually saw him live when he was Hulk Hogan, but he wasn't as big at some like house show a long time ago. For WWF? No, it wasn't WWF. It was like some little independent uh, company. I don't recall. Recall, and the story wow. was, of course, my buddy and uh, my dad and his buddy were cheap, and there was somewhere in I don't know what stadium it was somewhere in California, and they just snuck into the restrooms to get in the arena. Do you remember when uh, Hulk Hogan was named Terry the Hulk Boulder? I do recall that. I do. Can you imagine getting an autograph um, back in the day from Terry the Hulk Boulder and having that autograph? And authenticated, um, and how much would that go on sale for the market? Yeah, well... Jesus Christ. I mean, it costs like a hundred bucks just to get his autograph now from the beach shop. Yeah, literally. Which I assume that would probably be a dream of yours. Go to the beach house in uh or beach restaurant in Florida. I would pay it. I would pay it. I would swing the other way. Not really a huge Hulk fan. That was just me. How dare you? But he was the pedigree of wrestling. I'll, I'll give him that. Man, Hulk Hogan was everything to me in pro wrestling. Like, there was just, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, I don't think I'd be doing this podcast nowadays. Like, I know that, like, the whole saying goes, you know, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, WWE wouldn't be what it is today, or professional wrestling wouldn't be what it is today. But for me, like that speaks a lot of truth. I mean, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, I don't know if I would be a huge wrestling fan. There was just something about Hogan as a kid that just captivated me, man. So 
I'll always be a Hulk Hogan mark, man. I mean, I would love to, I'd love to meet that guy. I've, I've had opportunities and I just seen like how much it was and I just turned it down. Like, nah, you know, I'm the kind of guy that like, if I want to meet somebody, I'm afraid to meet somebody that I grew up, um, liking because I don't want to be disappointed when I finally meet him. So just, you're just, hoping I just kind of doesn't act like an a-hole. Cause I've heard stories of, Oh, I met my favorite yeah. wrestler and acts like a little bitch, total a-hole. I've heard those stories. Trust me. I've heard those stories. See, the first time I met, first time I met Chris Jericho told me to fuck off. Yeah. That Legit. sounds like, that sounds like Jericho. That sounds like his uh, attitude. I mean, granted, he was a heel at the time. Kayfabe was still pretty high. And uh, he'd been embarrassed in front of the entire crowd that night. I believe Ric Flair pulled his pants down and he was in his uh, underwear. So probably had a lot to do with it. But uh, I remember my brother like wanting to jump over the barricade and whoop his ass. And I'm like, dude, just sit the fuck down. I'm like, what are you going to do? It's Chris Jericho. He's going to kick your ass like <laughs> Do you really want to? Do you really want to go to the penthouse? I don't think you want. <laughs> Look at Bart Gunn right there, man. How many? Uh, how many gimmicks did uh, Billy Gunn go through? Jeez. What's your favorite Billy Gunn gimmick? Oh man, it's probably the classic one, Ass Man. That was probably the best one. Probably a majority of people liked it. It has to be. It has to be the Ass Man. I couldn't imagine anybody saying Billy and the the Billy and Chuck gimmick was their favorite. Or the smoking guns. There might be some smoking gun fans. Honestly, this is not a bad tag match. Oh, there we go. The swinger. Uh, the... What's your time frame on this pay-per-view? Uh, 49.35. I think you're a second behind me. Oh, did he just? Oh, yeah, he just got the pin. Who got the pin? I missed it. Uh, yeah, the match is over. This is chaos. Who who won? Uh, I think Billy. I think Billy pinned. Yeah, Billy just did a pin right now, okay, and then so they started. So smoking guns retain the WWF tag team titles right now. What were your thoughts on the on the tag titles back in the day? I loved them. I think they're the best. I think they're better than today's. That's without a question. Those classic tag titles, man, they were the best. That's how um, we. So that's how I ended up winning, huh? So I guess Bart. Yeah, got, that was. Um, I guess attacked him from the back. Good match until that finished right there. That. But Sonny was something else. Yeah, of course she's a. Uh, Oh, here we go. We got a uh, British Bulldog. Shawn Michaels, tonight, son, your number is finally up. Like my old friend Dick Murdoch used to say, the Bulldog's going to tap you and knock you in the next week because it should have been his title last month. This time, there ain't going to be no referee, wishy-washy referee getting knocked out of the way. No amount of World Wrestling Federation presidents are going to be able to stop the British Bulldog from being the World Wrestling Federation champion because Shawn Michaels, ever since you've had that title, you've been flying first class. But tonight, 
You got a one-way ticket on value, Jet. Hey, wait a minute. Wait, Doc, <laughs> Doc, is yeah. that Mr. Perfect? What? Yeah. Hey. What? That's, that's, that's Mr. Perfect. Good that's luck, this is of collusion. He's the referee in the match. Well, what's the deal here? <laughs> well, you think Mr. Perfect is going to go over in the dressing room, the same dressing room as Shawn Michaels? He might get his ball stolen. Yeah. Oh, but Mr. Goodness. Perfect is going to call it right down the middle tonight. Right. There is going to be no referees being knocked down. Tonight, the British Bulldog is going to join the Triple Header Club. I've been the World Wrestling Federation's Intercontinental Champion and one half of the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. But tonight, the British Bulldog takes the World Wrestling Federation title at King of the Ring. Shawn Michaels, you're mine in less than a few short hours away. All right. Thank you very much indeed. Doc, thanks. Wow. Um, very good promo. I don't know. I liked it. The Bulldog was so underrated, man. Um, fun fact. I have a picture with the British Bulldog, me and him. How long ago was that? Was, oh, it was years ago. I think I was like five or six. Uh, who was the first uh, superstar you met? British Bulldog. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then that same night, I got a picture with uh, Carrie Von Ehrich, the Texas Tornado. Oh, wow. And uh, Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, I want to say the first ever wrestler I took photo with, oh, believe it or not, was obviously not the original. But... Uh, accurate yeah terrible baseball team the name should explain it go dodgers <laughs> that fool just shouting, you're ugly, you're ugly. Oh, yeah. Jerry was a good heel, very good heel, always haunting the crowd. Oh, the best. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Oh yeah, I always love, I always love the wrestler interaction with the fans. Oh man, Jerry Lawler, man. Anyway, sorry, you were saying the first wrestler. Oh, uh, um, the first wrestler I ever met took photos with. Well, actually, there was two. It was uh, Chavo Senior, actually, at uh, at some like camping. It was like some. Some camping reservation area where we had uh, cabins and they had a wrestling uh, promotion go there. Uh, I don't recall what it was called. It was called, uh, I think, Empire Wrestling Federation. And uh, yeah, Chabal Sr. was there. And uh, obviously it wasn't uh, the original Doink the Clown, but there was a Doink the Clown there. Wow. Wasn't expecting to meet Chavo Sr. I think that's the one that threw me off. Yeah, Chavo Sr., man. That's a pretty good name. I met Chavo uh, Jr. a couple times. Yeah, I've never... I'm trying to think of us. I met Hornswoggle, I know, once. Uh, Rakishi. Oh, yeah. Rakishi was at the... Uh, what SummerSlam was it I attended? Was it 15 or 16? And uh, he was in the parking lot. You see this ultimate ultimate warrior wearing black face paint and a, and a hat. And a hat? <laughs> How long was it till Jerry, after he Jerry went to WCW? Still, Jerry is still going... Man, Jerry, Jerry was talking for a good five minutes. Oh, look at this. Look at this That's pyro sure. that they got set up for the Warrior. Oh, yeah, the traditional dub or the the face paint right on the firework or the pyro right behind the ring. I like this look that the Warrior had back here. Well, it was something about that. Something about the Warrior. Just had the energy in him. He was very hyped. No, I mean like, I mean like, I think he looked cooler right here in like '96 and then '98 when he went to WCW than he did back in like the early '90s. I think he got a lot more creative. Look okay. at that! That's a disqualification. This match should be over. No ring, never. You know the you know the trick. If the bell does not ring. Do what you can. That gear, that purple that he's got on there, the purple and yellow yeah. looks pretty dope. So you can expect this match not to last very long. It'll be the shortest match of the night, guaranteed. Not as long as the Steve Austin match, but uh, I'll take my pick. I think uh, Warriors going to win this one. Of course. I don't see Jerry going over in this. I can't remember uh, what happens, but. I don't even recall them ever feuding. Um, I do. I remember when this happened. I just can't remember what happens in the match. But hey, anything's possible. I mean, if uh, this is literally the first time that I've watched this since uh, since I seen it live. <laughs> By live, I I was not in shitty Milwaukee. I meant live on uh, pay per view. 
He's still did, choking wait, him out with it, that seven. Did the, that, wait, did the bell? Did the bell not yeah. ring at all? Yeah, no, that yeah, bell, bell. That bell rung. Well, technically, he's choking with them. He's technically not using it in a in a forceful way. Oh, no, he's yeah. using it. What do you mean for? He's choking the fucking guy out. Yeah, but I think swinging it at him. I'm assuming that's their version of a disqualification. He's got another. Thing. What does he got? Chain now? Jerry Lawler was dirty. Man, what? <laughs> Somebody fucking ring the bell. This is over. What is this? A no DQ match? I have no idea. Or does the ref not see it? I don't think the ref sees it. To be honest. Yeah, I'm assuming that's how he's playing it. The ref is not seeing um, it, it. The ref needs to be fucking fired then. Yeah, see, there he is. Okay, he's doing it again. Like, I was a big fan of Regal when he did the brass knucks, always in the draws. And then just threw him right, in, right back in there. Hmm. And he's still doing it again. This is like this is like uh, when Cody uses the damn strap around his waist. That's how I treated it. I don't think we've ever seen the warrior in terrible shape. Hell, or even getting one-sided. I think even when the warrior died, he was in phenomenal shape like this. It was just a, it was just a surprise shock when he passed away. I want to say that one still haunts me to this day, to be honest. Showing up on, what, Hall of Fame and then Raw and then passed away at a hotel in Arizona. How cool was it, though, that he got to, like, make amends and all that? Like, that that pile driver looked bad. And Warrior just no-sold the hell out of it. Must have been watching the Steve Austin match with the Eric That mullet that Jerry had. <laughs> <laughs> this is practically, I could never get over the bouncing shit. It's practically similar to Hogan hulking up. That warrior had to bounce off a couple ropes at the time because Jerry can't get up that quick. Yep, that's it. And there it is. That's done. Warrior uh, gets the dub. And he's already out of breath. Yep. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, there's a sign. WCW suck signs in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can um, we talk about the signs back, back in the day? I mean, it suck about, about two, uh, 1996 until the NWO started up, so. Yeah, I mean, can we talk about the signs in the crowd back in the day? How brutal they used to be and how vulgar they used to be, to be quite honest. Do you ever watch uh, old ECW pay-per-views? You know, I watched a few, not not too much. I didn't really get into ECW um, too much, but yeah, I watched, I watched a few. I don't know. I think it was more, I was just more into WWF. And just didn't all, like that blood and guts. I didn't mind it. I think I was just fine with the traditional wrestling. I don't know. We're over that blood and guts, pal. 
I don't know. I mean, do you ever I mean, hear would... some of the chants of W? What, what the fuck is a Warrior doing right now? Oh, he's already you saying it. Huh? Yeah, see, I mean... what's he doing? He just had to go and touch. I the I think crown. he just had to touch it. He's like, oh, I'm the damn king. I guess mocking Jerry Lawler. What is this? This is Gorilla Monsoon. Oh man, throwback! He's One of the, the best. Of the king of the ring tournament, but considering his condition, how can he continue? Well, Doc, no, only Jake knows how bad Jake is hurt. The doctor doesn't have any X-ray glasses. We don't know if he has a fractured rib or torn intercostal cartilage. All we know is, or all I know is, he has a burning desire to continue. And hey. Jake's 41 years old. How many more chances at the gold ring is he going to get? You know, I, I'm going to let him continue, Doc. And I'm going to watch this match very closely. I'm not going to let my heart overrule my head. If I have to stop the match, I will. All right. Thank you, President. Back, and Vince, JR, back to you. All right. I forgot that Gorilla Monsoon was the president at this time. How weird is that? And one of the best. One of the old or 90 years old or whatever he is uh he's not in any condition to go back in the ring uh, we saw what vader did to his ribs and uh he doesn't have a chance and uh, uh i can appreciate can you give him a little credit for uh, attempting to come back and win this thing or not well i do give him credit but uh, then you got a question is it credibility or stupidity is he going to go back in there and, and maybe not only end his career but his life he's got to think about that and grill him on soon you better reconsider that too because you don't want to send an old man like in like that in the ring with stone cold steve austin all right. Your view. We thank you very much for it. And of course, ladies and gentlemen. Did Man, you see a fan um, with a clown mask? <laughs> you did. I guess you can wear anything to a damn wrestling show. You can. <laughs> not Just obviously about. not now. Not now, of course. Oh fuck, it's probably all you'll ever see now is uh masks. Yeah. Oh, Paul Bear. Paul Bear and Paul Bear and his classic facial expressions. By the way, our uh, listeners don't know this, but well, some do, because we obviously have a good following, and but uh, I dropped that Starcade episode already. I normally content. drop them on. I normally drop them on uh, Thursdays, but uh, dropped it tonight just to see what would happen. And sure enough, it's already getting traffic. Didn't even have to announce anything. Started K ninety seven. That whole botchery. And right now we're about to yeah, witness. Man, but- we're about to witness a hell of a match right now, actually. I think this might be the match of the night, man. I mean, I, any time that Mankind and The Undertaker get in the ring, it's, it's good. I wonder yeah. if Mankind mankind had no idea that in two years he'd be falling off this hell in a cell. And, uh, man, this is probably the best, one of the best ring musics, Mankind. I don't know what it was about that damn ring music, but it made you feel it. Yeah, you want to go ahead and track it?
or not. Oh, sorry, you were cutting off. Oh, I said, uh, you want to go ahead and track the music? Let's now it's it. a little too late. Yeah. The Undertaker's uh, coming out, so might as well not. Is this a singles? Is this a singles match or any stipulation? Um, this is. I think it's just a regular match. Let's just double check with that, but yeah. Do you ever uh, meet any other wrestlers? At any of the summer slams that you went to? You know, oh, I'm trying to think. Hornswoggle was one of them. Um, obviously, I didn't pay for the autographs because you. So when I went, I went to, I think, three or four summer slams in a row at the Stable Center. Um, besides the first one when uh, Cena buried the Nexus. And it was like you had to pay a certain amount to. I think Sean was like 150 bucks. Bret Hart, I think, was there. I never obviously went to go see those guys. You know, I wasn't willing to spend the money. Fuck, dude. You should have. I don't know. I guess I was in the same boat as you. Just to have the experience. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I I get it. I was like in the same boat. I was there. I'm going to go meet this guy and, you know, maybe they're going to act like a dick. But, you know, um, I once got charged five dollars to meet chris masters hmm. i was fucking pissed five dollars like well no i got to meet him but i wanted a picture with him then he was like so uh how it works is that you you buy uh you buy an eight by ten and you get a picture with my autograph possibly not even was there an autograph involved? Yeah, but I had VIP. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. Green it was bastards. bullshit. Oh, here we go. Take her on the top rope. Man. Already starting the match off. How many matches have usually start off with someone on the top rope? Look at how fast Taker's throwing these punches. You don't see Taker like this now. No, not a, not whatsoever. What? How awesome were those working punches? Like that looked like he was just wailing into Mick Foley. And Paul Bear is that Paul Bear on the outside with the famous nerd man. Is that your little brother? Yeah. Oh man, even uh, even the ref was intimidated. Trust me, he won't go to sleep. Trust me, it's not that easy. I uh, I have a train in my neighborhood going off. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh yeah, I remember. I believe that one time you're doing uh, intro or something, and it just kept going off and off. I don't know. I don't know what it is about this podcast but it never <laughs> fails oh yeah the train shout out to the train 
Shout out, shout out, out to, to the, BNSF the, the Railroad. The, the train conductor. My God, it's like he knows like the pro wrestling shoot's going on. We're going to get on this podcast. Let me get a shout out. Let me put myself in there. So sick of this train always putting itself over. Oh, for a second, I thought uh, Taker was trying to remove uh, Mankind's mask. Yeah, it looked like it. I mean, it's not like you can't see his face. They're much of a mask. <laughs> I mean, didn't somebody do that to Vader once? I think somebody did that. Yeah. And he acted like he just got his luchador mask removed or something. <laughs> like, Well, we can see your damn face. I mean, you, you got two strips. Co- you got two strips covering your damn face, dude. You're not hiding much. <laughs> oh, speaking of Vader, wasn't it wasn't it a match where his eyeball came out? If I'm not mistaken, was that during a wrestling match? Well, I don't remember. I believe there was a story that he was wrestling someone and the eyeball popped out. Good old bottle openers. I'm wondering, has anybody tried to unmask or has anybody successfully masked mankind? I'm not sure if that was ever a thought. Yeah, it happened. I assume very rarely. Was this not the best gimmick that Mick Foley ever came up with, man? Mankind was... He just... Like, this was a WWF creation. And he just fed into it, man. Nowadays, this ki- this gimmick would have failed. Mankind would not be a good gimmick. You know, I'm not sure. Because he had the mind games. Well, that's that's McFoley. I'm just saying, like, if you would have put this gimmick well, on anybody else. You know, I, mean, I wonder what if you what if you transitioned it to obviously Bray. I wonder how Bray would have played it out. That's the only one yeah. I can think could pull it off. That's because we that's the only one that we have to work with, basically, because of what he's doing now with the fiend, but um yeah, I think he'd probably pull it off, but other than that, I mean, I don't know, man. Mick Foley was there'll never be another. Up. There'll be a ne- there'll never be another Mick Foley ever in wrestling. No, he he was always great, man. He was great as Cactus Jack in uh, WCW, obviously Japan ECW. Dude, love. And then when he and then when he came to WWF, um, we got to see Mankind, and it was just a whole new. Mick Foley. And I think this was my favorite. Sure wasn't uh, Mick Foley always being Santa Claus every time? Sure that wasn't your favorite gimmick? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. St. Mick. St. Mick. I think what ruined it was the whole Socko shit for me. You know, the Socko thing? I mean, it was classic as a kid. It's always good to have some comedy in wrestling, but... Um, looking back on it now, because there's so much comedy in wrestling now, I prefer a lot more seriousness. Instead and, of a uh, guy grabbing into his drawers and grabbing a sock and shoving it down your correct. throat. Although it still is very entertaining. It's probably the best one. I mean, besides literally Santino with the snake puppet. If it would have been anybody else, I would have been pissed off that this was on my TV screen, but 
because it was Mick Foley doing it. I was I was okay with it. Or should we bring up uh, Michael Nakazawa? Um, I mean, I like the shit that he does on B, uh, BTE, but when it comes to like wrestling, dude, um, I'm just not like, I know some people that like, I love AEW. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's, it's definitely what I would prefer to watch nowadays. Um, but there are still some shit on AEW that I just cannot stand. Like I'm not going to put over everything that AEW does. Like some people I know. Agreed. Um, there's I gotta just, be some I just, flaws. Yeah, I just won't put it over. I mean, as funny as Orange Cassidy is, he he serves a purpose on the roster. But I mean, if they ever put the AEW title on him, that's I don't think a, I could watch. That's just a mockery to the company, pretty much. But. I mean, you got to have your funny gimmicks, right? Like you got to have that stuff that's that's over like that in a funny way. Like we have our truth in WWE. Back in the day, we had like Santino Morella. Who almost you know. got a Royal Rumble, almost won the Royal Rumble, by the way. Almost had a WWE title <laughs> match. So and surprisingly, I surprisingly, mean, I was rooting for him to win the damn or win the Rumble just because I didn't care for Del Rio. I loved Alberto Del Rio, man, at the beginning. Like, I loved that stuff. But, I mean, he's 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 gone gotten south. Himself some, he's gotten himself in some hot water lately. He was doing all right. But, he had Paige, and then then he was getting accused from, like, five or six multiple women. He was going the wrong direction. Now he's in jail, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> he sure is. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I just can't put over everything that AEW does. I just, there's there's some stuff that I just, uh, I can't stand. Like, like the whole Mimosa match at uh, All Out. The match itself was, was good between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Um, the fact that Chris Jericho lost to Orange Cassidy in this match, um, I just... I can't get behind that. Um, I I just I I just refuse to put over everything that they do. You know what I mean? Not everything is good that they do. And and Michael Nakazawa is a, a comedy act on the roster he's that I'm BTE okay with. Guy, that's what I he's think. He's a BTE guy. Yeah, he's I mean, a BTE some guy. Orange. He can be put in like a dark match or he, or at the beginning of dynamite or something you know like a filler i just can't but there's but some fans will take these guys and they'll just uh you know they'll build them up so high it's it's the same on the independent leagues too some of these guys on the independents like uh, i'm on twitter a lot and i see like some of the most ridiculous things being said on Twitter about some of these acts that in my mind will never draw a dime, but it, it they won't draw a dime from me. <laughs> I'm not going to say that they won't ever draw a dime because obviously that's just the way the wrestling business is going nowadays. A lot of people like this kind of stuff, but me personally, I want to see something that I can get invested in. Not all, all of it needs to be comedy. Yeah, I would say I'm the same way about this. 
I don't mind the comedy acts. You know, it's different from the usual, you know, wrestling matches and seriousness. But when you try to push a guy with a comedy gimmick, I don't think it really performs well to me, I guess, for them to be pushed to, like, I guess, title status. Like, R-Truth is a good example. Like, when he does... Yeah, uh, but here's the the thing about R-Truth, though. R-Truth is actually a phenomenal performer. Oh, yeah. And if he didn't decide to go the whole comedy route, like, R-Truth is just a... He's just a team player in general, man. That guy is is WWE to the core. He's just happy to be there. And that's why WWE loves him so much. That's why we love him so much. Like I love our truth. Oh yeah, to be But to be now I that. couldn't see him. I couldn't see him as a world champion now because of all the comedy stuff. Like I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it because like our truth, man, he he's so underrated when it comes to in ring talent. He just he just goes out there and does whatever they tell him to do, and and he's happy with it. I mean, he's just happy to be there, like I said. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just different for me, man. For me personally, I like to see some seriousness in it. Um, yeah, literally, I want can that you see going to the clown as world champ. I mean. No, definitely not. I mean, with truth, they put him in the right spot. He was always a comedy gimmick, and honestly, I don't mind when he won the title, like when he won like the the mid card titles, of course. Um, and they put him in a good spot, and he does have the wrestling in him. I mean, if you guys watch him in TNA, uh, a hell of a wrestler, and um, I think what they did good with him is uh. Just the spots he's in, he has that comedy side in him. And, you know, he's came a long way. I know he's blessed where he's at. And Oh, um, yeah, he's great. I mean, he served jail just, time. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, he was he was a product of, uh, of the streets, for sure. But, the, I mean, we could say the same for uh, someone like Eddie Kingston. Did you see that last promo he cut um, tonight? Did you see that tonight? I did not. Tom uh, Moxley. This is the not. go home. I'm, I'm slacking on the AEW. I got to watch it later on. But, uh, I actually didn't I'm watch. Sure I didn't watch it. I actually didn't watch AEW tonight, but I did see a clip of the promo between him and John Moxley, which is the very go home signing. Yes, I'm actually going to have to watch this go home episode before I do. Um, the round table on everything pro wrestling, by the way, uh shout out to Conrad Cushman over at everything pro wrestling. Um, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on your show and do the round table with you, man. Um, by the time this drops, the round table will be uh, all said and done, but go check it out on YouTube. I'll be there live on video. Um, it won't be live when you watch it. If you're hearing this now, but, um, go check them out, man. They do reviews on AEW every Wednesday night. They do reviews on uh, every pay-per-view for every wrestling company. Pretty good uh, pretty good podcast, man. Go check them out. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, dude, I love AEW. And that go-home promo that they had was pretty good, man. Um, 
Eddie Kingston is something else, and he he is a product of the streets. So couldn't be more happy for him that he signed with AEW. Oh yeah, he's one of he's practically telling it from the heart of how he felt. Like the first time I ever saw him in AEW debuted against uh, Cody and went off on that promo. Practically telling. Well, Cody. the thing is, is is I'm a product from the streets. Did you know that? I do not know that fully. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I mean, I was always taken care of by my parents. But, I mean, by all means, we weren't rich. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to say I'm in a pretty good spot right now financially. I mean, I'm not, I'm not rich by all means, but taking care of myself man so when i see somebody like eddie kingston cut a promo um i love it because it's not i mean it is a promo from him and it is a work but a lot of the stuff that he says um is very much a shoot even though this is all designed to be a work if that makes any sense to you at all it's like a it's like Um, a modern day like eight mile movie going on in his head and practically saying how he yeah because, going because he it. he reminds me of I'm not gonna say me because he you know everybody's got their own story obviously um I, I think that he probably grew up a lot rougher than I did. So um he just reminds me of somebody who's real. So that's what that's what I'm talking about. Like I need something that's real in professional wrestling for me to be invested in. And Eddie Kingston is very much real for me to be invested in. So if you haven't checked it out, dude, you definitely have to go and check this promo out. Oh, trust me. I was really good. The only thing that I didn't like about it was, uh, they were pretty close to each other. It looked like they're about to kiss. (laughs) I guess nothing about social distancing. It was very, uh, it was not very COVID friendly. Let's just put it that way. So speaking of your, uh, obviously you're going to be doing that tomorrow with Cody. Have you heard the news that WWE is relinquishing the uh, the trademark of the word Cody Rhodes? So I wonder if Cody's going to jump on that and take it. I heard. I'm I'm actually uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about this. I hope that he addresses that tomorrow morning. Um, we will see. Look at this. Look at that pile driver that mankind just delivered to the Undertaker. Damn. Man, I loved watching those pile drivers that he delivered. They just looked like they broke somebody's neck. I don't know how in the hell he pulled those off every time and kept everybody safe. Look at mankind. Look at look at him. Yeah, yeah. And here comes Paul Bear. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, he's like giving himself a concussion, pulling honestly, out the hair. Honestly, I could see if 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 mankind was a thing, Bray would do this. I could see it. I think mankind paved the way for someone like Bray. I mean, if you think about it, there's similarities between the Bray and uh, and uh, Foley. I mean, three, you know. I'm surprised Bray's never done this. Maybe he'll do it for a 
the Royal Rumble and probably do three out of so this is two or three faces of the Royal Rumble. I've never thought this about is, doing that. This is right before uh, that boiler room match that they had, obviously. I believe. Remember so. when? Yeah. Because because right now Paul Bear is in the corner of the Undertaker, but he is this the match that he turns on the Undertaker? I believe so. And he already has the mandible claw on him. I feel, or maybe he's preventing it on him. Yeah, here, the chokes on him. Look, yeah, at, look, comes, look at look at yeah, look at Paul Bear looking right at it. Oh, and the referee seen that. That was a that was a blatant disqualification. See, but I'm not sure if they're going to call it because he was on his side. Of I don't recall. I don't recall if they've ever called a disqualification. He's out. If he's oh, out, yep, he's out. That's it. Yeah, you nailed it on the head. He turned on him. He said, no. Well, you remember when the Undertaker used to paint his uh, eyes purple? Oh, jeez. <laughs> he looked really pale back then. <laughs> really pale. Oh, man. So this wasn't the match then that Paul Bear had turned on him. He, I mean, he hit the Undertaker he hit right him, here. But, but it had to be the start of it. This is at the Mecca. The Mecca, Milwaukee. Wherever the hell the Mecca is. Um, Unless that's the name of it. Maybe that's the name of the arena. We got uh, Mankind chasing Paul Bear down with the chair right here. You hit him. He's going to go to concussion protocol. That was a hell of a match, dude. That was a really good match. Don't don't give him a concussion now. CTC is right on you. Yeah, how good the Undertaker was. Selling. Oh, look at this, Mr. Perfect. Michael Hayes. Yeah, I still I still can't tell. Moments ago, I was in the dressing room with Camp Cornette, and you were dressing in Camp Cornette's dressing room. Well, so what? That happens to be the dressing room. Who are you watching where I'm dressing now, Doc? Well, no, but it smells of collusion. <laughs> you can't even spell collusion. Perfect. Tonight to earn that name. Yeah. I want you to understand something. I've worked way too hard and way too long for you to blow this. You call it down the middle, you've got no choice but to raise the hand of a better man. Seems a little nervous to me, doesn't he, Doc? Does he seem nervous to you? Well, I, 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 I don't know that, that he's nervous. Like I would be nervous if I was him. I'd be nervous if I was him, too, if I had to face a British Bulldog. I'm going to call it right down the middle. I gave my word as a professional. That's what I'm going to do. Why doesn't anybody believe me? I'm the perfect referee. I'm doing the perfect job. What else do you want me to tell you? All right, Vinny and JR, back to you. Thank you, gentlemen, very much. I miss Kurt hitting so much. Oh, man. Miss that guy. And of course, later on, his son joined in. Yeah, not as good. Oh, here comes Gold. Can you believe that Dustin Rhodes is still going hard today? Yeah, I believe what five decades. Five decades, if My I'm not mistaken. Five decades. Yeah, I believe That's he had. A, he has a shirt. I believe years? in AEW. 
Yeah, 50 years. He's been in wrestling business, I believe. He had some shirt. Oh, Maybe four. I don't know. 50 years? No, I don't think that's right. That can't be right. I have to double check that one. Oh, here he is checking on uh, Ahmed Johnson. And well, what about, yeah, what very... about Terry walking down in the ring with the cigar? You remember all that? Oh, yeah. Uh, here's uh, some COVID friendly stuff here. Yep, gold lips. Well, this was back in a time where it was uh, safe to live. <laughs> and people actually go to shows. Watch this for a second. And yeah, I just had to double check that claim I did earlier. Yep, Dustin Rose has been in the business for five years. Five? Um, you mean 50? Well, five decades, my mistake. Yeah, he has a shirt. Since five <laughs> decades. Five years. I know. I know, five years. Uh, Five I should throw this out there. Uh, what was your favorite uh, gold dust moment? Oh shit, man! It has to be. Uh, it has to be uh, WrestleMania with Roddy Piper. <laughs> that match was so outlandish, dude. That just that just has to be it. Well, I don't know. I really liked. When Gold Dust was um, doing, oh, what was that gimmick that he did in the Attitude Era, where he was running around with Luna? Oh God, yeah, he dressed in a bunch of different gimmicks. I know, totally the, know. The, he was the New Year's baby once. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean he was. That, he, yeah, that was I his know, name. I know the artist formerly known. I know. Yeah, Dust. I remember. Yeah, I want to say the skits with him and Booker T and. Uh, the one that comes to mind is the 7-Eleven one. What do you think about Ahmed Johnson right here? You know, he had potential. He did have potential. I mean, hell, when you look at him, he kind of... Damn, even jumping over the ropes. Wasn't expecting that one. Oh, man. This guy was a giant. Yeah, when I look at Ahmed Johnson, it's giving me that uh, that uh, the Ziggy Jackson vibe. I don't know. He's Ten just, ring gear he and jumped everything. over the rope. Like, Literally, you weren't expecting that. Yeah, and... Oh, hell no, dude. He, he almost landed on the steel steps. He almost botched that one. I mean, we haven't seen that many botches on this show. Well, not too many. This has actually been a really good pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did not expect this. Yeah. And just realized there hasn't, uh, obviously there hasn't been a women's match on the card. I wonder, were they doing dark matches back in the day? I know they were for some brief time. Yes. I wonder who, yes, the, I don't know. I, I know the obviously I have the card looked up right here and obviously I don't, think they just oh my god dark match oh Woo. 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Goldust married to Marlena right here, or was uh, Steve Austin married to her? Uh, yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. I I want to say Steve was still hooked up with her, but not for so not for that long after. And then, nah, I'm pretty sure her she was Terry Runnels right here. That was. I think Goldust was actually married to her right here. Yeah, possibly. No, no. On the card it says Marlena. Yeah, it says Marlena. Right, yeah, but she was still... No, well, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to... Man, Goldust got a lot more creative with his ring gear later on, didn't he? This was pretty bland and boring yeah and then uh, something about that theme music the 24 karat productions that shit was classic and then him in the signature uh, gold gold wig or yellow blonde whatever you want to call it I'm glad he's not doing that now I mean, could you imagine if he still did the gold dust gimmick and he fought uh fought Cody as it as gold dust in AEW? I wonder how f- that would have been. I'm glad it didn't happen. He did this thing on social media that was really touching, man. It was him uh did a little vignette. Um he recorded it as soon as he left uh WWE and he was putting the gold dust attire in a locker. And it was like paying tribute to the gold dust. It was really good to to see it to see it uh over. You know, he 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 was really uh grateful for that gold dust gimmick. I mean, he hated it for so long and then he just kinda embraced it um years later. It's what made him. I mean well, yeah, I, I understand that like, you know, he wanted to wrestle as himself as Dustin Dustin Rhodes, but Hell, just from this angle, he looks um, like Cody. I mean, Goldust was classic. I mean, he ended up being a really great gimmick. I know his dad, I think, did not care for the gimmick. No, and then that's probably had a lot to do with him not caring for the gimmick as well. So, Yeah, because uh, what was the gimmick he did in uh, WCW? I know he hated that one too. He dressed in black. Fuck. Wasn't it, it like was, uh, um, 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 it, it was, came out one time? Seven, wasn't it? Wasn't it like seven, seven or something? Yep. Okay. <laughs> he came out saying, "They got me dressed up like Uncle Fester." <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I'll never forget that. You know, and that was you know, and that was something <laughs> I enjoyed about WCW was the shoots. I remember, that's what I enjoyed about WCW. They went off. Yeah, they had a live mic. That's for sure. Like the, the hot one, mic every time. Like the one that comes on comes to me is uh, the Eddie Grail one with the coffee. That's probably the most famous one I can remember that I enjoyed. Refresh my memory. What happened there? Uh, Eddie came out and I think he was talking about the management and he started spilling coffee on himself and getting pissed off. And I don't know, just something with management. He hated I don't know if that it had it was years ago. 
Can you imagine if Eddie Guerrero never would have jumped ship to WWE? Would we have ever seen a heavyweight champion, Eddie Guerrero? I mean, maybe, because we've seen Chris uh, Benoit become heavyweight champion right before he jumped. He actually jumped with the title. Yeah. I'm mean, imagine if we didn't have Jericho jump ship or Rey Mysterio oh or just imagine all the guys that stayed in WCW. Imagine if none of them even jumped over. I think Rey Mysterio was, would have been fine without it. I mean, he didn't need to be world champion. Rey Mysterio was just one of those world-class athletes that everybody just enjoyed watching regardless of if he was a big time heavyweight champion. I mean, I never cared for his run as heavyweight champion. I just, I was happy to see Rey Mysterio. It it was pretty much uh, David versus Goliath with him. I always enjoyed his matches with uh, Big Show. I think that's a classic uh, wrestling storyline. I remember watching him uh, lose his mask for the first time um, in WCW. Of course, to uh, Kevin Nash. Yeah, he seems to be the one to uh, kill everybody's fun. Yeah. Can't forget about that Goldberg incident. With the taser and then, or the stun gun, and then the world famous, and I'm saying it, world famous finger poke of doom. Yeah, I don't think anybody will ever forget that. Was Marlena really smoking on the outside? Like, is her cigar even lit? Because I don't think it is. Maybe a prop. I think she's just kind of a... Uh... Oh, I figure. She was... Oh. figured she has the movie movie chair. Maybe it's just a prop. Could make sense. I've seen her smoke the cigars before. Like, legitly smoking. But right now... I don't think there's... I don't think it's lit or anything. Yeah, she just looked at it. That's not lit. Like, what the fuck no, are you doing? I, I, yeah. yeah, she keeps looking at it and then what? Putting it into an invisible ashtray? Because I haven't seen the <laughs> ashtray. Man, I thought Ahmed right now was having a damn seizure. Oh. I honestly thought he was going to do a Canadian Destroyer just a second ago. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Dude, I, cannot stand, I cannot stand watching Dustin do that shit ever. Like he, I don't know, dude, he's not. The thing is, is if he was the only one doing it, it would be one thing. But like every AEW star right now is doing a Canadian Destroyer is driving absolutely insane. I cannot how? take it, dude. Who hasn't done one? I mean, besides Taz and Tony Schiavone and them, but can you, can you imagine the next AEW or the the first AEW video game? Everybody's move set is going to have a Canadian Destroyer on there. I'll be honest, and, and I'll be one. fucking Suicida. Oh yeah, Tope Suicida, Canadian Destroyer, Super Kicks. If the next AEW game, or I mean, if the first AEW game has uh, commentary on it, I'm going to turn that shit off. Just so I don't have what what the hell did we just watch? Hey man, that was gold. just gold. That's nah, just gold dust being gold dust. Gold dust just <laughs> legit like uh Count the pin. One, two, just you just see the gold just, the gold confetti just, flying. Just <laughs> legitly touched his man meat right there. 
COVID friendly. He had gloves on. I don't think that you can get COVID by uh, touching somebody's junk. Yep, here it is. Yep, Ahmed Jonathan sweating, and you have gold confetti right over his head. And Marlena is still puffing on that non-lit cigar. Can't you imagine just getting getting paid, just sitting down, smoking? Fake cigar right on uh, live television. Yeah, that's an easy paycheck. I'll take it in a heartbeat. Whatever she makes in the day, shit, I'll take. Of course, the pay was different back then. Yeah. I'm sure it was still good. Probably a lot higher than it is today. Oh, yeah. Not to mention a lot of things were cheaper back then. Especially the price of a cigar. That was quite the working punch right there from Goldust. Look, Goldust is just... He's working the gimmick, all right? He's just working his gimmick. And his face paint is all off. And his face paint's already almost off. It's all over Ahmed Johnson. While uh, Goldust is... Rubbing his Johnson. He did a good job at being controversial. I mean, I remember as a kid watching some of his stuff, he definitely made me feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, you weren't expecting in wrestling. I remember the first time uh, that Roddy Piper match that I was talking about earlier. Remember him kissing Roddy Parker and I was I like, mean, that's disgusting. I mean there was a there's a there's been a lot of moments like that. Kurt and um Kurt and Brock. And then obviously yeah. uh, Billy and well, Chuck. I mean now now nowadays though we're we're a lot more uh used to that kind of thing. Back then it was controversial. Oh yeah, but compared to the nineties, there was a lot, of, a lot of differences compared to nowadays. I'm still looking for any signs in the crowd that were very vulgar, because there was there was mm-hmm. fans that there were signs that were very vulgar that were allowed into arenas. Some of these fans look very bored with this match. This is probably the worst match of the night. I was even more entertained with um, the tag match. Ah, that match was good. Now, I didn't expect the Godwins to put on a good match, but. You would think Marlena would have done something by now, but she's just been puffing on that damn cigar. Yeah, easy paycheck. Do they even still do this in wrestling anymore with the, you know, if the wrestler's knocked out, we're going to start lifting his arm. Yeah. Yeah, they still do. I haven't seen that in a while. 
Hell, I even missed that well, in the wrestling. If you're watching AEW, a lot of rules don't don't apply in AEW. <laughs> oh, yeah, which is fine. There's sometimes where some disqualifications are not really required. I got tired of the typical typical stuff in WWE. Two guys go at it. Here comes a disqualification because one guy entered and knocked his ass out. And here comes another guy to save him. Let's have a tag match, player. Then another disqualification. We got a six on. And here we go again. Look at this CPR. That's uh You know, I'm not, that's I'm, awkward. You know, I'm surprised he's never tried to use that as a pin. Man, and Amish Johnson's just whooping his ass. Wailing on him. You know, I wonder what was the the most sold merchandise back in '96. Wonder what were the pop, the big popular items. Mm, probably Shawn Michaels. I'm trying to see if there's any shirts in the crowd or anything, anything familiar. Maybe I've seen a couple of King of Ring. Uh, and that King was the, the finish. Ring. Yep. That's it. Marlena did uh, nothing. Just sat her. Was that a double underhook powerbomb? I believe you're right. Look at, this is the gold intercontinental title. How uh, classic was this title? You know, uh, Conrad Thompson, do you know who that is? I do. I do for sure. I yeah. He owns this belt. Yeah, that was such a that was such a hot belt back then. That fool actually collects like ring used wrestling belts. Pays top dollar for them. Well yeah. Well yeah, for top collectors, yeah, you're gonna pay the top dollars. You know, I will say I was never really a big fan of the, of this, of this current uh, WWF logo. I was more of the scratch off. Oh, I, the, I am the biggest mark for the the block logo titles. So, I don't really care about owning um, ring used belts. I mean, it'd be nice to to have one. I don't know if I'd be willing to pay as much money as like someone like Conrad Thompson would, but. Um, for me, like, I like getting custom made belts from classic shields, great company. And, uh, yeah, just places like that with, uh, the block logo. I, I was not a fan of the, I mean, I'm a fan of the scratch logo. I don't care. I got a couple of scratch logo belts, but, um, Man, what the hell is this promo? I'm seeing aliens. What the hell are we seeing? Now you got aliens watching wrestling? WWF in your house. It's out of this world. Anything can happen here in the World Wrestling Federation. No question about that. There's damn capacity. <laughs> Dude, Vince McMahon on commentary <laughs> was gold. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> you, uh, can you imagine I'm on, carry, on uh, commentary now? And here it is, another exclusive call. And they're celebrating video. right now. 
Yeah, you got the Godwin. Oh, crap, is that the Bushwhackers? <laughs> Fucking Man, Bushwhackers. Yeah, that's the Bushwh- Who the hell was it? Who the hell was that in the? Oh, Sean. Oh shit, we got Brian Pillman. Or I mean, Brian Pillman. Who the hell was that? In, who the hell was that in the in the mask? Man, gone way too soon. We didn't even get to see good matches with Brian Pillman. Yeah, it's world famous thing I remember was the Steve Austin and the gun incident. That didn't mean I can't well. believe you. Uh, no. excited about the day that you'll be able to compete in the ring. You think, how do you think you're going to measure up to this level of competition? It's weird seeing JR with no hat, no cowboy hat. Uh, we apologize. <laughs> we apologize for the. As we know, uh, Brian Pillman uh, was not around f- for much longer after this. Rest in peace. And I hope his uh, son goes very well in AEW. Yeah, he's doing great. I mean, uh, he's not officially signed, but he sure is fun to watch. Same with him and uh, Piper's daughter. Which one's Piper's daughter? <sighs> she she's not in AEW or dark matches, but she was in AEW. Or you know, I think she signed or uh, I don't recall her name. I believe it started with a uh, a T or or so. And I remember Cody interviewed her or so. Um, Here comes a uh, Stone Cold. Hold on a second. Austin's music. Again, we apologize for some of his uncalled for and untruth remarks. I don't apologize for anything. And Steve Austin, ladies and gentlemen, went to the emergency room after his first matchup with Wild Man Mark Miro. That music just does not suit him well. I know the ringmaster. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. He was the ringmaster. He did master the ring. Um, but from uh, earlier, as I was saying, yeah, her name is a uh, Teal Piper. She was in AEW, I think, for like a brief appearance, but now she's in uh, Women of Wrestling promotion. Oh, okay. I think she was at one of the double or nothings or so. Oh, look at that. S- Steve Austin has stitches on his uh, lip for this match. He already had to go back there and get stitches. Imagine that going through one match and then going back and get stitches. And they got to go back, back for out. another match. Yep. Against Jake the Snake. Somebody who was pretty known to have uh, a couple of. Stiff punches in his time. I couldn't tell. Was uh, Jake holding his uh, ribs or was he holding his junk? He was. Um, it was very low. Definitely not holding his junk. It was very. <laughs> he was holding. He was holding his ribs. Yep, and a recap from earlier after getting his ass kicked by uh, Vader, and here you go, Steve whooping on. On Jake the Snake's ass, just stomping a mud hole, if you will. He's kicking the hell out of him. Let's see if Jake even gets some offense in there. Sheesh. We got one more match after this one, and that's the heavyweight title. Pretty much a solid card. A, it was a solid it's card. It's been a great card. This has been an awesome pay-per-view. There it is. Steve going on the top rope. But yeah, I'm still imaging. How would people have taken it if Steve had his hair and never shaved it? I actually liked it. I mean, of course, the Hollywood blondes. Austin is a heel, man. I mean, I know he. I know we got him as a baby face, like right after this. But I think he was originally planning on being that heel character. Oh. Yep, so far, so far, Jake hasn't got any offense on him. Oh, he's getting this shit slapped out of him right now. And I just noticed Jake didn't uh, bring Damien out, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't see the bag. No, he did. Oh, he did, did he? Okay. Yeah. I just wonder how it was for wrestlers back in the day to think, hey, uh, you're getting booked and uh, you're getting bit by Damien. <laughs> it's funny that I bring that up. Fuck that! It's funny I bring that up because my boy was uh, see what you can see, Damien right there in the was, corner. Was uh, bringing up to me was uh, when Macho Man got scared about Damien. If you recall yeah. that story about, yeah, you know, is that sick venomous? <laughs> Fuck! I'd be asking the same questions, dude. Didn't he make someone bleed one time? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, look, Grill Monsoon is coming in the ring. What the hell is going on here? Hold on, let's track this. Yeah, what the hell? Offensive maneuver. Hmm. Yeah, that was very. Jake was looking good in '96. Huh? Oh yeah, he was a good, looking good in '96, and then obviously late years later, was looking rough. And uh, thank goodness for uh, DDP Yoga. Thank goodness for DDP in general. You know, I've always maybe considered trying DDP yoga. Yeah, I got a friend that uh does it regularly. Oh, there's the stunner. Is that it? Uh, That's see. it. One, yeah, I'm two, a, yeah, I'm three. It's all over. Yep. And there it is. That's it. The king of the ring. His lip got busted open a little bit again. Yeah, just a little. Hmm. He's a little swollen. Oh, I thought Look at this kid right here. I thought you I see just, that kid um, booing? Yep. Thought I'd just seen Austin practically shot in the air. Hell yeah, or... Yeah. Yeah, a little kid in uh, the crowd booing him. Little did he know he was going to be wearing an Austin 316 shirt about a month after this. Yep. You know, funny about Austin, maybe I have mentioned this to you, maybe not. Um, one of the summer slams I attended, I actually paid, I think, 20 bucks, and it was like a limited uh, limited room. About maybe 30 of us can actually see Austin get interviewed for about an hour session. Don't know if I ever mentioned Oh, no shit. Too. Yeah, it was no. back in 15 or 16 summer slam, and he pretty much talked about uh, the, the, the names that he gave them before he was stone cold, and man, were they ridiculous. Well, that's awesome, very, man. Very well-spoken guy. Very well-spoken and humble to the wrestling business. I would have uh, loved to see that. Well, here's the promo that made him. Let's uh, let's track this. Witness history. The thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my oh, ring. Come on. Don't just get him out of the ring. Get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. 
Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. There it is. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his pride. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. All right, Stone Cold Steve Austin and his remarks. 1996 WWF King of the Ring. I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWF champion. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. There it is. Obviously, anything but humble. The fourth prestigious king of the Now that's how you cut a promo, son. God, man, that just gave me goosebumps just watching it. Yep, right, exactly. And that was very, very smart of him just to go off on the Austin 360 or the just the 316 thing with um, Jake the Snake humbling Jesus and and whatnot. And here comes Austin with his brawl attitude that I don't give a I don't give a fuck attitude. He didn't even put the crown on or nothing. Just kept walking. Remember how, like, I always thought that was silly. You know, the king of the ring. And then they would, like, put the crown on and everything and, and put the, the cape. cape on. You know, what I, really, what I got, really. I got another goddamn train coming through right now. You know, what really gets to me, obviously, obviously there's no king of the ring anymore. They do those once in a while on Raw. And every time that person, whoever wins it, has to do whatsoever, has to do a damn uh, king gimmick. I don't know why or what's the deal with it, Vince, but that shit needs to stop. Like uh, King Sheamus. That was very crazy yeah. to me. King Booker. King Booker was obviously was very hard. That was gold. That, that was, was gold. gold. <laughs> king Booker. Peasant. Oh, that shit was great. The hell is beware? And then uh, I think King Corbin was the worst. Before I cut you off, what is uh, the hell is this beware a dog thing on the corner? What was that? I don't know if you saw that. There was a little. Yeah, I thought it was like I was like, is Junkyard Dog here? What's what's going on? It was probably from Davy Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog. Oh man, just uh, just seeing the highlights of uh, of uh, Sean versus British Bulldog, Bulldog, the one that gets to me. Their best match is the one at SummerSlam for the IC title. Sean Michaels in his in his prime, man, in his prime. And here we go. It's main event time at the um, Mecca, Milwaukee. Which I don't know the last time they had a pay per view. It's like a pretty stacked crowd, though. Just get perfect. Just, just evaluate. Let's see how much, how much. Let's hear, uh, let's hear Howard Finkel. What do you think? Well, I think he's a Rest in peace. Integrity. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Accompanied by his wife, 
his sister. And Jim Cornette, here we go, the British Bulldog confident, and perhaps what we should be, of becoming the next World Wrestling Federation champion. You know, I have a feeling we're going to celebrate because the Hart family, we're going to have another WWF title. Oh, you can't even hear how it's going I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to Man, it's uh, just so sad. It's just so sad. So many superstars are just seen on this show, just this one show that have that are no longer here. It's so sad. British Bulldog, obviously, Mister Perfect, Owen Hart. Owen Hart, Vader, Howard Finkel. It's just crazy how uh, time has gone by with these wrestlers. And of course, I know the backstage scene was a lot different, but man. Yeah, man. I mean, it was. Uh, it seems like yesterday that I was watching all these guys. Really, I mean, I I grew up watching this stuff, so uh, for me, it's definitely crazy to. Paul very Bear. surreal to watch. Yeah, that's another one, Paul Bear. Paul Bear another one. Man, how many oh, yeah. have I counted? Like five, six. Um, yeah. Brian Pillman was it? Yeah, oh. Brian, Brian Pillman, man. This Brian Pillman, yeah. and at a young age, these guys are at least by 50, 50 to 60s. No, they were they were fucking younger than that, dude. I mean, Howard well, Finkel well, lived longer. Well, Howard Finkel was older, Vader was up there, Brian Pillman was, I think, 30s or 40s. Look at uh, that, uh, wing, look at that winged eagle that he's coming out with oh, right I know. now. This, a- this is my favorite version of the winged eagle. This had the cut out wings. On the strap. Um, no, I stand corrected. No, this is this is this was not that one. Um, still, um, very beautiful version of the Winged Eagle. One of my favorite titles. That's man, one I, that I would uh, if if I can get the one that was held by the Macho Man, the the dual plated. Um ring used belt i would pay i would pay top dollar for that oh yeah you hear that people he'll buy top dollar for it i would we're talking we're talking uh here's uh sean with his dance and i remember all the hate that he used to get i remember sean a lot of people did not like him and sean was in his prime right here And just like that, years, what, a year or two later, that's when Steve took on uh, Sean. Yeah. Sean was in the best shape of his life right here. Jesus. I mean, I understand why he was young and and egotistical and pretty much, you know, practically the face of the company. I mean, you have three legends in the ring. Actually, four, if I'm not mistaken. You have four legends in the ring. Five. Yes, five. And then uh, forgot the who, I forgot the other homeboy's name is the one on Sean's corner. Forget, I can't recall the name. Jose Nathario, right? I or Jose. E- yes. Yeah, man, just seeing Howard Finkel at his youth. 
This was actually pretty fun, man. We're gonna have to do another watch along. This is this is badass. We're gonna have to pick another event to do this. Listen. Oh yeah. However, your officiating, Mr. Perfect, according to President Monsoon, will be conducted outside of the ring. Oh shit! Tables just got turned. Get your ass outside of the ring, Mister Perfect. And Cornette with his damn tennis racket. Oh yeah, he's pissed. Hell, how many people did uh, Cornette manage? Obviously Vader, obviously British Bulldog. I know he managed a crap load of superstars. Well, it was like back in the day, too. You know, remember like uh, Bobby Heenan managed multiple superstars. Uh, Mr. Fuji, another one. Yep. Uh, Slick. Slick Rick. Oh, yep. Slick. Um, Sensational Queen Cherry. And even the thing back in the day, in the 90s, they loved, they loved managers. That's something current though they used to hate. They did not care for managers whatsoever. I wish we would see more managers nowadays. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got managers. Yeah, we still got Paul Heyman. Yeah, you got um Selena Vega. Um and that's pretty much it that I could that I could think of at the moment. It's either there's no managers in current WWE or tag teams because they just keep splitting them. Yeah, but there's also uh like I mean Selena Vega is an active superstar. Oh yeah, she's an active um she just hasn't wrestled as much. Which I'm kinda appalled by because she was very talented in uh TNA. And uh here's Bulldog flashing the UK flag. You know, and speaking of uh, British Bulldog, when are they ever going to bring back a UK pay-per-view? Because I know it's been ages since they brought a UK pay-per-view. I mean, if they have the money to go to Saudi Arabia, of course, with that big-ass oil money, I wonder whenever they're going to do a UK pay-per-view. They've done Australia. They used to do UK pay-per-views. The rumor was... Before all this COVID shit hit, is that they were actually going to do WrestleMania? At I've Weber. heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that. I mean, and you figure if they did it live, which they would, that would be pff, probably what a morning paper, morning WrestleMania for us, somewhere around the lines. Yeah, that'd be really strange in the in the. States for sure. Probably on a, yeah, probably early Sunday morning or even a Saturday. You're going to have to cover this action for me for a second, dude. I'm going to step away for just a minute. Of course, got to entertain you people and put my input on this. Let's let it rip. Man, it's just two, two, two great wrestling legends in the ring. 
And it's funny that I acknowledged it earlier. Just so many wrestlers that I've seen here and they're no longer with us. Rest in peace to all of them. So many. And uh, it's just a classic watching this. This is actually a pretty good pay-per-view. There were some interesting finishes, but pretty much pretty good. The stories were well-built. And you just got uh, Sean and um, Bulldog just tussling it out. All right. What a classic hair pull right there. Can't believe Sean had to cut the hair. Just looks odd to this day. Yeah, it's a little strange. Looking um, like a cancer patient. <laughs> Nothing against it, but. I would say the way he ended his career, I don't like with that last match, which was uh, that Saudi Arabia match. What a disaster that was. Well, he ended his his career with The Undertaker, which was a phenomenal match. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like, for the last match, I guess. He just took it for the money, uh, and and it was just a disaster. I mean, it's better than... uh... (laughs) <laughs> what the Undertaker's doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, maybe Sean could have done something like that, some cinematic match. I'd be fine with that. That maybe would have put it better, but... Because I know the rumors for Taker was he wanted to do a match in uh, Houston, I believe, where he's from, as his last match. But, of course, COVID had to get involved and, well, change plans. I think he wanted to do... Um... I think he wanted to end it where he started, which was Survivor Series, believe it or not, even though he's famous for his WrestleMania moments. Um, I think yes. he wanted to end it in Survivor Series, which he still may. I mean, they're saying he's going to be there. Who knows? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't matter Mania. I would not be surprised. Up and here comes Sean smacking uh, Cornette with a tennis racket. Shout out to Wilson. And I'm going to pretty much be on this. After Taker lost his match at Mania to Lesnar, I, I still think to this day he should have not ever wrestled again at Mania. That should have been it. You think uh, Lesnar should have been the one? I think it made sense. Honestly, I mean, yeah, you could do a young upcoming star. You know, of course, they did years later, Roman beating him. But it just, I don't know. I wasn't really as excited because the streak was already done. So it's like, it's already been beaten. What else can you do? And they pretty much used him as a filler. I mean, do we really necessarily have to see him and Cena go at it? For like a two-minute match wasn't unnecessary, and that was a match fans wanted, and it was just a waste of time, in my honest opinion. I mean, it should have just been all right. That's it. That's it. Taker, you're no longer doing WrestleMania. The streak's over. But you know, I think it would have made sense. I, I I would agree with that. Now at the time, yeah, I was like many fans. 
I did not agree with with, with Lesnar beating him, but man, Taker just looked rubbish in that ring, and it just felt so. Just all the shock. Just that one particular fan in the black shirt that everyone knows that's iconic. That gave the look of what the hell just happened. Did Taker just lose the streak? But now you think about it, years go by. Taker and Lesnar, that was probably the perfect match to have him in it. Man. There's a lot of uh, holds in the beginning of this. The speed these two guys have. Oh. These two were always fun to watch uh, work in the ring. That's yeah, just back and forth, man. Oh, yeah. Just the. And these guys love the business. That's for sure. They showed it in the ring. Now, if you recall, uh, how much were the pay-per-views back in the day in 96 to buy? Um, I think they I were $29.99. No, they were $29.99. And I wonder what the price of a front row ticket bucks. was. Probably about 100 bucks. Especially Milwaukee. It had to be not big, that big. <laughs> 50 bucks for Milwaukee. And a discount code at the door. Um, half these fans weren't even paid. Now, I wonder if there were any fans like back in the day that were similar to the ones that you see at wrestling events that were always at this, at every event. There was always that one fan. Was there any noticeable fans back in the day that did that? Of course, I know the one guy, I don't recall, he always wore a, you might remember, always wore a red hat, white shirt. He said, I believe he worked at T-Mobile or one of the video companies. <laughs> oh, and yeah. He had those one or two particular guys, that one fat dude, you kept putting him out. I wonder if there was any fans like that back in the day that attended every show. It's that SummerSlam where uh, Shawn Michaels faced Triple H when he first came back. I think it was the SummerSlam with uh, The Rock versus Brock. First SummerSlam. Wasn't that? Or, I mean, uh, not the first SummerSlam, but the first uh, match with The Rock versus Brock. Yeah, wasn't it like 01 or 02? Somewhere around there. I think we should cover that. I'm gone for that. I remember that event being so much fun to watch. I ordered that one on pay-per-view. I would say, what's the last pay-per-view you have purchased? Besides the AEW ones, of course, what was the last one you can recall you purchased? 
Um, Mine is probably a wild card out there. The last one that I purchased was All In. What about besides, besides that, AEW? Besides AEW. Uh, you mean okay. WWE? Yeah, well, well yeah. The network? Okay, so, well, of course, AEW and, uh, of course, All In. Well, yeah, I guess WWE before the network. So what was the first? What was the first WrestleMania on uh, on the network? Thirty was WrestleMania thirty uh, the first one. It might have been thirty. It might mm, have been thirty. So I probably purchased the Royal Rumble right before that. Okay, I've purchased every Royal Rumble. Since 1991. <laughs> Seems like you're keeping the tradition. Like Taker. Yeah. So uh, Royal Rumble is my absolute favorite pay-per-view of all time. Um, it's always been a birthday present for myself. Or even when I was younger, my mom would always purchase this pay-per-view for me for my birthday. That was my request. That is uh, the one gift I asked for. You know, I'm going to go way back onto the last time I purchased a pay-per-view. And I can't recall, but there's two distinctly that come to my mind. One was uh, 05, I believe, and it was uh, ECW One I Stand, the second one when they did it, when it was Cena versus RVD. That yeah, I, I purchased both of those. And uh, I don't remember. I think it was when Tabo, uh, Taboo Tuesday was a thing. I bought the first one that came out on pay-per-view. I bought that too, and I was super disappointed. <laughs> Which it was like wrestling on a Tuesday. You know, you're you're expecting <clears throat> what are you going to expect? Of course, back in the day, it was Raw on Mondays. SmackDown was taped on Tuesdays and aired on Fridays or Thursdays or well or so. I believe that pay-per-view did very bad. It was pretty much planted, even with the fans voting, which ones were going to get voted in. It was a different concept. Yeah, I mean, I meant like the buy rate was not the best for that pay-per-view. Oh, shit. Did you just see that? I did. Fucking tossed him right out. You just tossed him. Did I just see a fan? Okay, you're in Milwaukee and you're over here wearing a New Jersey Devils uniform to a wrestling event. Well, yeah, the Bruins. I mean, New Jersey. I can yeah. understand. I've seen a couple of Packer uniforms. I don't really see any wrestling. <laughs> I don't see any wrestling shirts or anything in the front I've row. Seen, I've seen a oh, couple. Yeah. Damn. Eesh. Yeah, I've seen a couple of the typical event T-shirts. That's about it. Oh, I attended King of the Ring in 96. I was there live. And then the match card on the back of the shirt. You think these guys were ever uh, pissed off about coming on after Gold Dust and his confetti everywhere? And these, and they even clean up the ring or even outside. Just Oh, let's just sweep it outside. Just sweep it. Yeah, they didn't even, they didn't even clean nothing. I would have swept that shit under the barricade <laughs> for the fans. Yeah, hey, here's the souvenir.
You all right? Yeah, just the mic fell off. <laughs> no worries. It just randomly what do you fell, off? fell off. Uh, the mount. Look at that shit loose on the mount. Why don't you get uh, yourself I, a, a I guess hand? It, I guess it looped. I guess it got to put it back up. It could be one second for the ball. You get a little mic stand, dude. You can get one for 15 bucks on Amazon. Even comes with an extra pop filter. Two of them. Here we go. Some more uh, headlocks. More gold confetti on the back. Oh, yeah, they're covering gold confetti. Well, they are wrestling for the gold, literally. This has been a hell, a hell of a card, man. I mean, uh, honestly, when you brought up King of the Ring 1996, I did. Oh, the, there it is. The famous uh, Shawn Michaels turnbuckle spot. <laughs> Never gets old. Nah, man, he pulled that shit off. Perfect. But yeah, I mean, when you brought up uh, King of the Ring 1996, I did not realize how much fun this pay-per-view would be to watch back. I mean, 1996, it was kind of slim pickings for pay-per-views. You know, and uh, I know you mentioned, uh, obviously, covering another pay-per-view. You know, I wouldn't mind covering uh, King of the Ring 2001. Just because, notably, I remember Shane versus uh, Kurt in that... uh, angle in the glass shattering. Oh, yeah. The famous spot that shit's on like the Correct. don't try this at home. Correct. Vignettes. That's another one I just remembered. That was 01? Uh, yes, 01. And I have all I have some of the old wrestling games for the PlayStation Two, and uh, I don't know about you. You've obviously played it. The King of the Ring mode was awesome, where you would have oh, ten. Yeah. It was ten superstars. You're in a bracket, and you would either get a regular match or some crazy ass match, uh, or you're in a ladder match or a TLC, and it was randomly selected. Oh, or even you can fight a chick on there. You can be playable as Lita and be fighting the Undertaker. In a ladder match. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Oh yeah. Um very good times. So I don't I don't know if you know, but um on the fourteenth AEW games has an announcement. Word. Um we're going to hear the first announcement on Twitter if you follow at AEW Games. You will uh, get that announcement. So I think we're finally going to find out some details about the first ever AEW game. 
Well, we do need an AEW game after 2K took a dump on the WWE franchise. I hope they uh, make this right with the new consoles and uh, yeah. If the rumors are I never true, bought a game and had that shit. If the rumors are true the about this AEW game, if it's the way Kenny Omega wanted it with the system of of, of like uh, No Mercy and whatnot. You know, damn well, I'll get that game. I do not want a game that is like No Mercy. I just don't. Like, it was fun when I was a kid, but now I'm more into simulation. So if it's not like realistic, uh, I probably won't buy it. (laughs) Like, I, I, I will probably, and if I do buy it, I won't play it long. I want something that is like the 2K games. But better. Pretty much you want to make it feel like it's a wrestling match. Like you're there playing yeah. as the character itself and reliving everything they would do. Not yeah, some, I want a simulation some, game. I don't not want, some arcade Yeah, I can't I can't do the arcade shit, man. Like if I'm I don't play wrestling games for arcade feel. I just don't. Um if I want an arcade style game, I'm gonna buy an arcade style game, not a wrestling game. I want a simulation when I play that. Yeah, I'll be I'll be hyped up for that game. That's for uh sure. You know what I really miss about these old uh WWF events is the uh custom entrance Themes, custom ring aprons. Yeah, that was like that was a thing. That was like a thing, like with the like like the anticipation of watching a WrestleMania. You're wondering how's the set, the stage look? How does the set look? That was always a cool thing to see. Like, oh, you know, always get those sneak previews. Um, the one well, I for me, was, like Deadly Games and the Skull. Or Halloween, ha- or Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Yeah, awesome so that's ones. the thing. is like, um, Or even the Royal Rumble with the Pillars and the, and the Togas and the... I forgot what it's called, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Uh, the anticipation for me was I want to buy this pay-per-view. One, I want to see how it looks. Now it's like, well, I already know how it's going to look. It's just going to have a bunch of LED boards with the symbol on it. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> Halloween Havoc looked pretty good on NXT. Did you did you even catch that? Did you watch Halloween Havoc? No, I actually have not. I need to, There's so much I need to check out. Oh, it was actually good, man. The set looked pretty good. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't like WCW good, but it was it was... It was decent. I mean, it looked different. At least they it had made, a set. I mean, it would it made sense. I mean, and that's the thing about NXT. They honestly like just us seeing King of the Ring. I'm surprised they've never tried to invoke like a King of the Ring type of pay per view, or Queen of the Ring, or just some of these old well, school interview or old school pay per view. Oh my like, god! Oh, no, jeez. 
Oh my god! Did you? That was the that was the botch of the night. Oh god! <laughs> that was terrible, dude. He did, tripped on the fucking rope. What did he slip on? Uh, Nakazawa's uh, baby oil or so. Fool came out in 96 and put some baby oil all over the top rope. That sucks. And you this know is, how this was a great match leading up to that. And you wonder how it is for a wrestler thinking, oh, fuck. Great. This again. Now we got to do the strategy too. All right, Sean, you do this and I'll take control from there. Yeah, they got to definitely got to recover from that. I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker for me on the match, though. No. There's been a lot worse in history, so. I'd like, uh, I'd like WWE to get rid of all these fucking gimmick pay-per-views and, uh, incorporate stuff like Halloween Havoc. Because you know that, like, right now, they're, they're literally only doing Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash, all this stuff. They picked these pay-per-views specifically because Cody Rhodes put a trademark out for them and he lost uh he lost the battle so just to rub it in Cody Rhodes's face they released Halloween Havoc and they released Great American Bash you know it's it brings it brings the petty, nostalgia but... like it brings it doesn't bring the nostalgia to me like we have discussed this in the past, like when you think of you know, the, just the fact they had pay per views named off of a gimmick gimmick match, I'm thinking, well, well, where's the surprise? I want the element of surprise. Like, oh crap, this got booked onto this show, huh? I wasn't expecting that. Instead, we have what do yeah. we have? We have a TLC. You know, even one that I actually liked, TNA with Lockdown was a cool one. Yeah, it was. It was. Of course, it was lame having the name Lockdown, which was obviously a pay-per-view. But it was every single match was consistent in the cage. That at least I can give. To yeah, you no, that, that's 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 a gimmick match. Yeah, exactly. You so, know, but I I thought that too going into like Hell in a Cell, like oh shit, every match is going to be Hell in a Cell. No, it's not the case. You usually you get, get one or just the lameness they do, like TLC. They'll have a TLC match and then they'll do a table match, a ladder match. A chairs match. They've even thrown yeah, a that's- stairs match. I'm thinking, what the hell is this? Hell in a Cell, same thing. Where's the nostalgia? You know, like the back in the day when I watched wrestling, the mat, uh, usually Armageddon or or No Mercy or one of those pay per views that just smelled of having Hell in a Cell would work. You know, um, I'm trying to think what other well, Royal Rumble was in WWE. In WWE's defense. Hell in a Cell this year was pretty badass. You can already tell. the first Hell in a Cell. The women's division already kicks ass. That I can give you. Yeah, that that match between Sasha and Bayley definitely stole the show for me. Um, Which the right person went over, uh, my sad. I agree. Now I'm just wondering how long is her title reign going to last? Is it going to... Go off. See Jim Cornette's pants like right up his ass right now. You can just see the full ass of Jim Cornette on the TV screen. 
Yeah, um, like I was elaborating earlier, certain pay-per-views, I'll give a slide to. Obviously, Royal Rumble, okay. King of the Ring, totally fine. But when you do TLC, you know, Hell on the Cell, it just doesn't work for me. I think those are the only two. Extreme Rolls hasn't been the same. You know, it's just, I don't know, it's just killer to me. I like the surprise element of thinking, oh, this match got added. Hmm, I wasn't expecting Extreme Rolls have sucked every year since they've made it. I don't think I can't remember a single extreme rules where I was like, yo, that was a good pay-per-view. I was going to attend, attend extreme rules one year, but I decided to not to, which it was a good idea not to go. It was a uh, first time Brock and Cena fought and for some ob- oh, idiotic oh, reason. They had Cena go oh, over. Michaels tuning up the band. Hold on a second. There it is. Sweet chin music. Is this it? One. Oh, Mr. Perfect's going to stop this. One, two. Oh, Mr. Perfect got dragged out by Owen Hart. One, two. Did he get the pin? You know that? What happened? You know that shit? I don't know. What the hell was that? Like a five count or four? Oh, no. He got it. He got it. The fuck just happened? I... Nope, and here, here goes Owen Hart trying to attack Sean. And there's that train. Yep, there's that train That's again. That's three trains. Three trains in the matter of this uh, podcast. Uh, about, how, about how many uh, train shutouts? <laughs> what the fuck is he pinning him for? <laughs> Shawn Michaels just rolled up the British Bulldog. The match is over. One, two, three. <laughs> like, what, what is going on here? Okay, that that finish was a little, that finish was a little wonky. I mean, uh, is that a, just a library? Whose foam finger is that? What wrestler had a foam finger? Is that just a fan just bringing a foam finger? Um. <laughs> uh... Obviously, it wasn't Austin. No, it wasn't Austin. It might have been a uh... shit. I don't know. Oh, what is this? Ahmed Johnson. No build up at all. Just comes out and helps Shawn Michaels, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Be his foe. And it's funny, they had so much beef. Vader. What are they bringing out the whole damn show to come out? What next? Goldust is going to come out and, and Jerry Lawler and the Jim Warrior. Is out. Jim Cornette is getting out of there. Oh, there he is. Obviously, this is uh, June 23rd, 1996. Survivor Series is what? In November, usually? So I'm wondering what this built to anything. I don't recall. Hold on, I'm setting up. I'm setting up. 
Here comes somebody. The yeah. ultimate warrior. Oh, see, I was right. Well, the warrior is uh, helping Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson. This is Do we fucking ever awkward. A, I don't think it's ever happened, if I'm not mistaken. We never got a Shawn and uh warrior match, correct? Did we ever no, get one of those? No, never. Hmm. No. What about Ahmed Johnson? Oh yeah, he fought Ahmed Johnson. Never mind. Yeah. How what would a weird way to end this show. Um. Yeah. Don't know how to. Don't know what to say. The warrior kinda, coming out with uh, kind of felt like a finish of like today's show. <laughs> kind of felt like a raw finish. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, with no cliffhanger. Not, yeah, not exactly what I would have uh, expected. Wow, are you texting? Conducting some business. That's a goddamn lie. And there's the fireworks, and that concludes uh, King of the Ring 1996. All in all, I'd say it was a pretty damn good pay-per-view, man. I mean, um, thought the show was great. I haven't watched it since... Uh, oh, here we go. We got a promo all of a sudden. I already shut it off. <laughs> well, it's pretty much. Uh, let me see if I can put it on my side. Track that shit, yeah. No, I can barely hear that on your side, so. Hmm. <laughs> that is not a good tracking, James. Uh, it was worth the try. But uh, pretty much, <laughs> damn, per- damn, Cornette is just going off. Shit, is he going to take a breath? Did he take a breather? But it seems like uh, <laughs> it was, seems like it's a setup for uh, maybe the next pay-per-view. It would be uh, Owen Hart, British Bulldog, 
Vader versus uh, Perfect, Sean and Ahmed Johnson, and I don't know if it was at the next pay-per-view, whatever that was. Well, all in all, man, I would say King of the Ring 1996 was a win, man. Um. Great matches on the card. Uh, the birth of Austin 316. Uh, what a what a great pay-per-view. And I hope that you guys have stuck around this long. This is our longest podcast. And I really hope that you guys watched along with us. I mean, this was a lot of fun. So um, if you haven't, watch along with us, then there are definitely some matches to go back and watch. And I would definitely go back and watch that stone cold versus uh Mark Merrow match. What a opener to the card. Yeah. Who knew those two would uh, put on a hell of a match, especially in an opener. You wouldn't expect that. That was a great match. The main event was really good. Ending was a little wonky, but, um, all in all, it wasn't a deal breaker for me, man. I mean, uh, so the next the next show that you will probably hear us cover is going to be Survivor, sorry, Sur- SummerSlam 2002, uh, Brock versus Rock for the undisputed title. Uh, you also seen Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in a street fight. Um, that one's going to be a pretty good uh, show to cover, man. We'll take a journey back into the ruthless aggression era. Yeah. And I would elaborate right now. I think 2002 was one of the best wrestling um, years. 2002 was very, very entertaining. I'd say 2002 into uh, about 2008 was uh, the prime for me, man. I'd go with that 2002 to maybe, maybe six or seven. Yeah. It's debatable. I liked eight. I liked 2008. I actually liked 2009 too. So yeah, yeah. 2004 was cool with me and five. Yeah. Those are the best wrestling uh, years for WWF for me. Uh, WWE actually. But yeah, I mean, uh, where can they find you at James? You guys can follow me at uh, Shawl951. Don't be afraid to follow me. Hit me up on there um, or hit me up at Facebook at James Bernard Jr. I'll be there. Answer anything you guys got. You know, if you have any beef, bring it. I don't mind. You know, if there's any topics you guys want us to cover or any pay per views, we got you. Or honestly, anything you guys got on your mind, let it out. We'll be here to answer it and uh, we'll discuss it on the on the show. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, interact with us by all means. I mean, if you guys have some, uh, suggestions on shows you'd like to hear us cover or opinions, I mean, this isn't like other podcasts that are well established and, um, you get opinions with wrestling personalities. This is, this is opinions from the fans. We are fans that grew up watching this. Um, you're always going to get a, dif- a different opinion from well-established uh, wrestling names on big podcast platforms. But um, when you hear it from the fans, it's a little bit different and a lot more fun. 
So come interact with us. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Um, next time you hear from us, we're going to be covering SummerSlam 2002. I feel like that's going to be a fun event. If you guys have any suggestions, let us know. You can let us know on our Facebook and Instagram pages at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Or follow me on Twitter at Carter Inc. C-A-R-D-E-R-I-N-C. Um, I'm Jesse Carter. This is James Pinard Jr. And we are out of time. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us through this uh, long-ass podcast. Have a great week. You guys do the same. Take care. Enjoy. The Pro Wrestling Shoot listeners, it is I, Conrad Cushman from Everything Pro Wrestling, here to let you know that Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And you guys can catch us on YouTube where we record all of our podcast episodes live, where we get fan interaction, fan feedback, and get your thoughts on everything happening in the pro wrestling world. So do us a favor. Join us on Wednesdays after AEW Dynamite at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us in the live stream. Come on in and leave your thoughts about AEW Dynamite. We also do pay-per-view reviews for all of your favorite companies, whether it's WWE, NXT, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor. Sometimes we even pop up with a local indie review. Just make sure you're subscribed to Everything Pro Wrestling on YouTube. And if you want to listen to us on the go and you want to just listen to the audio versions, we are also featured on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, let's get back to listening to Jesse and the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Don't forget to check out Rent Ray Podcast every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube, which is my name, Brennan Martin. Look up Brennan Martin. It features a profile of myself and Chavo Guerrero. And, and Rant Ray Podcast contains four main hosts, which is myself, Jordan Little, Andrew Hawking, and David St. Dennis, as we discuss out news, sports, video games, movies, TV shows, pro wrestling, and much, much more, and also exclusive interviews as well, including talent from Prestige Wrestling, Fi, Without a Cause, I mean, and a whole lot more, including former WWE superstars and also current AEW superstars as well. Don't forget to check out the Facebook page, which is Rant Ray Podcast, and also the Twitter page at RNR Podcast 19, capital RNRP, Respirate Lower Kings, including number 19. Same handle with Instagram, but all of its lowercase, including number 19. And don't forget to check out the, to listen all podcasts, including Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, and many more, many available platforms. As well. And also do not forget to check out the store, which is brainbusterds.com for your Rent Ray Podcast merch, including the fanny pack, face mask, t-shirts, uh, hoodies, stickers, hats, uh, hoodies, sweatshirts, tank top, joggers, a beanie as well, and many more to go. So that, and to look that up is brainbusterds.com slash other slash rant dash and dash rave dash podcast slash and always the rant and rave podcast